right. <laughs> RJ Collins. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank yes, you sir. so much for being here. Come on, man. I'm so excited. I've been... Your name was one of the first ones I thought of when I started doing this podcast. I was like, I gotta get RJ on here. That's a privilege, man. You're I appreciate it. You're such an impressive person. Me? Yeah. <laughs> you got one of the best thanks, voices man. I ever heard. Wow, man. Thanks, man. You, thanks, how man. long have you been singing for? All my life. I was uh, born into music. I come from from a musical family. Yeah. My mom sang. Um, her, her grandfather was a pastor. He sang. Uh, her mother sang. Her father sang. Um, so it's in your DNA. Right. Like all her uncles were like self-taught musicians. You know what I mean? Like mm. they, they taught like... Um, all the men in the family how to play instruments, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the family I come from, I come from like tough, like tough big guys, you know? But it's just amazing how you see those tough guys be able to to read music and pick up instruments and, and play blues just like that. And it's like, what? You know, it's, it's, it puts you in awe. So that's where I come from. So you grew up around music? Not from my family, but... My mom, she's mom. yeah. By the time I came along, my uncles and everything, they were like tired of music. But mm. me, I was it was a new world, and I just wanted to grab onto it uh, head first. You know what I mean? I just wanted to dive right into it. My mom, she she played James Brown, Stevie Wonder, Boys to Men, Jodeci, um, Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix. She she played like almost everybody. So like I just wanted to imitate whatever I heard of playing because it, it just made me feel something. And at that at a young age of like five all the way up to nine, I was I was just I was just so curious like, what is this? You know like what is this coming from? Like where did their soul come from? Like their their motive behind their singing and their musicianship, or where does music come from? Where does music come where from? Music come from. In general, I'm I'm at a place where um, I'm still learning so much about the world. Um, so it was like, I just didn't know where this magical sound was coming from. Like, so I just wanted to know everything about music, everything. I wouldn't play with toys. I wouldn't play with matchbox cars. None of that. Like I didn't watch cartoons. I I wanted real instruments. And when she brought me like this Fisher Price drum set, I I, I threw a tantrum. Like, don't ever bring something like this to me again. You mean like real instruments? Okay, like Like, the crap, the crappy Fisher Price. It was the toy ones, you know, that didn't make you barely made a sound. So I'm like, nah, I need the real deal, man. Nice. Yeah. So you started playing drums. At first, at five, I started with guitar. Guitar. And from guitar, I went to drums. Okay. I went to drums from uh, I went from drums to singing, then piano. Piano came. When did you start like singing, singing? Man, what's your definition of singing, singing? <laughs> well, like you said, like I went from drums to singing. So, like, when was um, that? Like nine, man. Nine, wow. Like nine. And you're 22, right? I'm 22, yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember. Um, for how you're so young. Am I? <laughs> so, I mean, like for for like what you've done and what you're yeah. doing and where mm-hmm. you're going. Personally, I think you're. It's it's it's, yeah, it's a testament to your skill and your talent yeah. and your. You're just yeah. You're just you're an yeah. interesting character. Yeah, man, I, I I always put myself in a position um, where I just leave more room for growth. You know what I mean? Not to down myself, but it's like I want to impress myself because if I if, and I'm not easy, I'm not um, easy to impress. Mm. So if I impress myself, I know I'm gonna impress people, and it's like it's just so much more I got coming. I'm gonna turn this towards you. Even even in film, no, you're good. Even with film acting and stuff like that, I'm a, I'm like I'm a real fan. Um, that's how I began writing music because. I had such an imagination where my house wasn't just a house, it was a castle. And I was the I was the king. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And 
at night. The evil, the evil monster under the bridge, under the water. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They'll try to kit me, get me, but my guitar was a sword or something. That's just how that's just how I thought. Like I had two beds in my room and I would tilt the beds downward and I would say, This is a bridge to um I called it like kingdom something. I had like a name for my 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 sanctuary, like my throne and everything like that. But anyway, not to veer too far off, but just to connect that back to saying with, with, with artistry as a whole, with acting and singing, um, so you you act. Yeah, yeah. That's what I just said. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, forget, I, I remember you saying that, but I like I just kind of forgot you. My, you're an actor. Yeah, man. Because my imagination is uh-huh. like I would play different characters in my mind. Yeah, you know, and I would act them out um, with action figures and things like that. Oh. And then when I got bored with that, I would act it out in music. You know, I was a I would host talent shows with my sisters. I would make them. Um, do talent shows and compete against each other because they sang as well. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, Mr. Cobb. <laughs> so my imagination was just so strong. It's like I have the ability, I had the ability to create an entire episode just out of an emotion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As a kid, I was very char- uh, uh, charismatic. Is that mm-hmm. the word? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a lot of charisma too. And um, I was just able to captivate people with my stories and my songs. So, and just to have that is a blessing, man. It's I I could see it. I mean, yeah. Seeing you sing, I remember when Joe Strita first brought you here. That's my guy. No, oh, I love Joe. He was on the first episode. That's my guy, man. Um, he's just an amazing person. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what you call that man. He is a wizard. I just call him a wizard. <laughs> he plays how many instruments? Thirty six. He, he plays every instrument, and he's been doing it forever, and he's done everything. <laughs> yeah, he he got me into vocal culture. Yeah. How did so? How did you guys meet? Because he brought you yeah. here. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't even know how you guys got because that was like two, three years ago. Yeah, man. So I had um, followed a path in life where I was afraid of who I was because of my build. Um, I was like a muscular guy. I was that. I was that muscle guy. You know, if you looked at me, um, um, how can I explain this? So, in the path of my life, I was. I lived in a neighborhood that was rough. What so, neighborhood? Uh, it was 85th, 85th Polina. That's the city. Oh, I know where that is. That's CPS, Chicago. I went to a CPS school. The yeah. first day I went to a CPS school, I got hit in the mouth. And I had to and I had to do something because it was, I just had to because I would be considered as a punk or something like that. But that wasn't who I was. I was, I was, I don't like confrontation. Like, I just don't like it. I would, I would solve it here first before I solve it here. That's, that's so, very wise of you when you yeah. realize that at a young age. Oh yeah, yeah, that's sure, good. man, sure. It just causes too much issues, and it doesn't have it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. But um, in an environment like that, you know, you have kids who are just acting out what's going on at home, and so I was in that situation. So I was uh, I got beat up if you ask me. <laughs> so I went home every day and did push ups, sit ups, bench press, and I built my physique to be really buff. So. When I got to that, um, by the time I got to uh, high school and, and throughout middle school too and junior high, people knew I sang, but they didn't. But I didn't do it in front of them. They would have to. They would catch me, and there would and there'd be rumors that I sang. So um, at home, at school, in, in public, in school, I was one person, but at home, I was another person. Mm. I was a more artistic RJ. I was a more mild-mannered RJ. But out there, I had a wall up. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was the kind of kid. You can look at me and say, I'm not fighting him because he's too buff. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay with that. Um, so where, where was I? I, I was well, you're in high school now. You're talking. Yeah, yeah. From from junior high all the way up to high school, 
Um, I forgot the question you asked me. I don't the, even know. The reason I brought that up. Oh, Joe Sharita. Oh, yeah. So I lost I lost um, a little passion for music. I was, trying, I was still figuring out who I was. So I forgot everything I learned about guitar. And I was like, man, I want to speed up this process. I need something to spark my memory. And I called them by accident. I meant to call a, a, um, some music store in like Oak Forest, somewhere. I forgot where it was. Oak Forest? Maybe. I'm not even Midlothian, sure. Midlothian? Orland Park? Probably. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't want to lie. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, don't lie, yeah. Yeah, but probably, man. Yeah. And I came across Joe. Um, At Rossi in Oaklawn. Yeah. So I'm like, let me check this place out. It, it had very fair pricing. Uh, all the other places went to charge me like $150 right off the bat yeah. just for a membership. I'm like, whoa, I don't even know what I'm getting into. Yeah. So Joe offered me to come in for free. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, if you like this, then you can pay your money. And I, I'm like, that's pretty That's fair. what makes Joe a great person. Yeah, so I came in, uh, did it, and we just connected like that. He just he just opened my eyes up to the world, different things to research. Because I, I, I really don't, I'm getting, I'm getting better at this, but I, I don't really read a lot. Like I used to, but mm-hmm. I read. I'm trying to get back to reading a lot more because it's like, it's like it's a lot of things that's not true. It's a lot of things that that is true. So it's like you have to do a lot of research to figure out what is true, mm-hmm. because right now it's like it's just stories. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I don't want to just read stories. I can make stories of my own. I want to know the truth about the world and different things and where this comes from, where mm-hmm. that comes from. So it's things like that. But it's very wise of you. That's yeah. that's. I agree. I think you should read as much as you can of every type of thing. Yeah. And talk to as much people as you can and, yeah. and, and listen to other people's stories. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, just it helps you have a better understanding of the world. The internet kind of can distort that a lot. Mm-hmm. Puts mm-hmm. up a filament in front of your eyes that isn't as, uh, it's more trans, you know, lucent. You're not really getting mm-hmm. everything through it, just some light. Yeah. yeah. So you need to dig deeper, read more, listen to more things, yeah. listen to different music. Mm-hmm. Just everything, you know. Yeah, man. And so I have a. So you're in high school mm-hmm. at uh, 85th and Paulina, or that you grew up over there. No, no, no. I just grew up over there, um, all the way up until I got to high school. Okay. Right. Yeah. Until like, like junior high, high school, I got. I was so bad. I had bad influence influences out there. So my mom sent me with my dad, mm-hmm. and I finished um, junior high and high school with him. I think. Yeah. Where was that at? What what city? Like a little area? bit everywhere. It was in Markham. Okay. Robbins. Robin, okay. Um, S- south side of Chicago. South side of south south suburbs. Yeah. Um, the city for a minute, um, and then Blue Island. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. And what? How did you get to where you? You know where this question's going. How did you get yeah. to where you were going to, on a television show? Um. The Voice. Yeah. So my my aunt she watched the show a lot, and I was like too cool for everything. I was just like, ah, mm, it's not real. Eh. Well, was, quick question for the yeah. listeners. How old were you when this was going? Like when that started 17. out? 17. So you're not even, you can't even yeah. vote. Right. All right. 17, man. And um, everybody's like, man, you should do this show. I was singing at all the family functions and everybody's like, this close to you. Everybody's good, man. like, you're good. man, this kid is the next LeBron of music. <laughs> <laughs> Like come like King RJ. Right. So, <laughs> so everybody's like, man, you need to go to the voice. First it was American Idol. I'm like, no. Nah. Then it was American Got Talent. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> Cause I was a musician. I'm a musician. I take this seriously. Yeah. It's yeah. not real. So um 
my mom, like, she was like, I want to kick your ass if you don't go. She didn't say it like that, but. She was inferring it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, I mean, I'm just going to go. So we went down every pier. Um, It was like, what, 4,000 people there. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? It was an open call. Um, I think they called maybe five rooms of 100 people. And I was in one of those rooms. And, um, no, no, I'm, I'm lying. I think it was. Um, five rooms of, I don't know, how many rooms was it? It was like 10 rooms. <laughs> no, no, five, 10. I know, it was like 10 rooms of like, they called you in 10s. Yeah. And it was a certain amount of people in the room. That's all I know. It was yeah. a certain amount of rooms. It was 10 people in the room. It was a certain amount of rooms. <laughs> and out of those 10 people in one room, I won. You know, I was the best out of all the 10 people in that one room. Mm-hmm. Then they kept consolidating everything. Mm-hmm. And I became, um, I beat like 4,035. Ah. A lot of people. Yeah, I beat a lot of thousands people. Thousands of people. I don't want to say the wrong numbers. It, it's probably thousands. We're talking about Chicago and The Voice. There you it's go. It's probably thousands of people. So I beat thousands of people, right? So you won just in the Chicagoland area. They picked you. No, they picked like five of us. Oh, five people, okay. Then we had to go down to a studio in Chicago. And then out of uh, out of those five, they picked like three people to go to L.A. to audition for executives or something like that. What, do you know what studio you um, went to in Chicago? It was like Columbia something. Was it Columbia College? No, it was like Columbia something. Like the Columbia um, Records? I don't know. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I'm so I, It was so long ago. Forget it. It was guys. five years, four years ago? It was so long ago to me. Um <laughs> What studio is that? It's all good. I forgot it. I don't, you're going to make me text my mom. No, it's all I'm good. I'm going to text her, right? Nope. I'm going to text her so I get it. All right. You, how about this? I have a good idea. You text your mom and figure it out while I uh, promote this artist here. I got you. That works. Because um, it's going to Yeah, so me. for those watching, or those listening, you can't see this, but for those watching, there are three really great works of art here, really great works by the talented uh, Jasmine. I don't know her last name, but I'll give you her Instagram handle and I'll talk a little bit about um her work She's her dope. instagram handle is hold on one second okay i believe this it would be w k q x smooth that's s-m-o-o-t-h jazz so w k q x smooth jazz uh jasmine's her name she's an artist i saw her work um on the two mile coffee website or instagram they're a great coffee shop in south side chicago beverly beverly area evergreen park area and uh i saw her work and i reached out to her because i thought it was really nice and let me put my email with the small information about these so the one in the center is a master copy or any her full name is jasmine or jasmine meza i believe that's how you would pronounce it and this is a master copy from 2016 oil on panel um, it's of the head of a guillotined man. It's by the 1800s uh, master painter Theodore. It's a French last name. Guerico? Ger- I don't even. I'm really <laughs> bad with French last names. Forgive me, but it's a really great master copy. This one gave me chills. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> She's great, right? And then I'm going to pull over these other ones because I believe the microphones and or RJ and I are blocking them. So give me a second. No, you're good. Okay. They're just probably just getting slightly blocked. I'm going to put this in the center. Dope, man. Yeah, this one's... Isn't that amazing? This one is called Strawberry Girl from 2015. Oil on canvas panel. Uh, it's a look of innocence from the Illuminated series. 
So from a distance, like maybe a couple feet, it literally looks like a photograph. It does. Isn't that amazing? That's beyond. Yeah. Super talented. Let me grab the other one real quick. That's beyond amazing. And uh, this one is a self-portrait uh, by Jasmine, uh, 2015, and it's called Illuminated. Mm. Maybe from the same series. Really awesome. Great work. Love it. I wish it, wish I had a better spot to put it. I've got to figure out a better yeah. system. I'll put up some artwork, but for now. That's dope, man. I'll do that. I'll do this. That's dope. Yeah, so check her workout on Instagram. <coughs> All right. I just follow So you, you get a... She doesn't remember either, man. <laughs> we, we suck. We suck so, so much. So you're, you got picked, uh, three people out of thousands, to go to L.A. to perform in front of executives. Mm -hmm. And how, how did that go? I was nerve-wracking, man. Um, I totally blew it. I'll need to back up, back my story up. So before... Um, no, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we went, we went. So we we performed, we performed. But we'll get we, this you but stay perform, right there. We, but, ah, but perform. I meant to say, but before we went downtown, um, to 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 before we went to LA, we went downtown, and I was so nervous performing at that studio that I hummed through my audition, and when I got done, I thought like, oh man, they're gonna send me home. Because my nerves were just like on edge, like mm -hmm. I couldn't focus, I couldn't think, cause I, I just couldn't believe this football playing kid would have a shot like this, you know. Like I have totally lost my love for music a little bit, just trying to find my way. So it was like, what? I I, I couldn't believe it. So when I got done humming, he was like, I forgot his name, but he was like, uh, thank you for blessing me with your presence. And I'm looking at this guy like, are you high? <laughs> I just hum stitches. I didn't even know. Like That's what you like, did? Like a little bit of it, but. That's all I did. Like I was, yeah. so, I was so nervous. I forgot everything. So he was like, thank you for blessing me with your presence. And I'm like, what? And I think he would call, they would call me back, but they called me back like, um, yeah, we're going to move you to the next round. So then I went to executives, and then uh, I was so nervous again in the executive. I was trembling. I sung Adele that, uh, oh, well, this is my last night with you. me like more than just a friend. Uh, I was sung that song, so I just love sitting here listening <laughs> to that. It's like, <laughs> like looking at you wearing these headphones, <laughs> and you're singing into a vocal microphone. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Your phone fall? Yeah, I hate this one. Nah, you don't need it right now, right? <laughs> so, um, wow. Okay. So I made I made the vocal coach cry. I made, you almost made me cry. Just oh now. man, thanks, man. I made the vocal coach cry. I made um, one of the producers cry. It was like, man, we love this kid, but. We're afraid he can't handle the pressures of the show. They sent me home. Michelle McNulty, she was crying almost. She's, uh, she's the casting director. She was like, RJ, I want you on the show so, 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 so bad. But I will never send you out there knowing that you're not ready mentally. Because it'll, it'll hurt you more if I send you out there and you're not ready than it would if I send you home, tell you get ready, and then come back. 
Mm. Like, we're not going to call you to come back. You just come back. When you, you just call us when you're ready. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, that was an honor in itself. So I went home. I'm like, man, this is real. Because before, I really didn't want to do it. But once that happened, I'm like, I got to do this. I got to prove something to myself. I got to impress myself because I'm going to walk around with this person every day. And I just couldn't forgive it. I just I couldn't forgive this person if he blew something that he already had. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't get better than this. You know what? You, what you? She wouldn't be another statistic. So I'm like, hell nah, I refuse. So I'm like, um, getting my shit together. Excuse my language. You can my, say whatever you want. I'm get my stuff. Fuck! No, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just kidding. We have no sponsors, <laughs> and we uh, we have freedom of speech. So say whatever you need to say. But yeah, man, I got my stuff together. I went back. I rehearsed like day and night. Um, I sung that John Legend song, All of Me, um, and I wooed her. She was like, yeah, that's what I need. You know, because I used to say, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. She's like, stop being sorry. There's nothing to be sorry about. Just mm-hmm. be you. Like, trust your strength. Like, be you. I even got it tattooed on me, trust your strength. Uh, I can't really move with the headphones, but mm. can you see that a little bit? Yeah. When would you yeah. get that? I got that um, maybe, hmm, like a little bit. After that audition, mm. I got that tattoo, and that was like um, twenty seven. Uh, okay, so in twenty seventeen, I was eighteen, and I auditioned in twenty sixteen when I was seventeen. So in between there, between that time, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, then I went on to blind auditions. Um, got the fastest chair turn that year, five seconds. Adam, I should have chose Adam. Wait, wait, wait. Backtrack. So, yeah. when did you go back? Oh, I'm and they, sorry. Yeah, you're scared. I'm like an old man. My yeah, memory. Keep talking. It's I'm gonna coffee. plug. I'm gonna plug my laptop in just to make sure it doesn't die. Yeah. You keep, yeah. Let's talk about this. So, story about how you went back into it. I went back. I'm like, man, I gotta do this. I want to be another statistic. I want to do something with my life. Um, I need this. So I went, performed for uh, Michelle McNulty, John Legend, all of me. And she was like, yeah, that's what I need. So from then on, she flew me to L.A. But my family, in order to do that audition where I came back, we had to drive to, like, Minnesota or something like that. It didn't drive, like, 40 minutes to the location of where I had to audition. So it was a lot of sacrifices. I want to thank my mother, too. She sacrificed a lot. Mm-hmm. She's she's uh, she's an accountant, has an MBA, CPA, all that good stuff. And she's busy all the time. But she put that on hold just for me to fulfill my dream. So I'll forever be grateful. That's an, that's an excellent parent. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be... Half of what I am, man, if it wasn't for her, man. So, yeah, so. Thank so, you, moms and dads. Right. Yeah, man, that's right, man. So, yeah, then I, after I, I did that audition, she, she flew me to L.A. L.A. <laughs> L.A. <laughs> L.A. <laughs> she flew me to L.A. I did um, the executives again. And, like, you know, like the uh, Space Jams. No, 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 not Space Jams, Jurassic Park. You know, the writer of all the music for Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. He's like over all the music for The Voice. Like John Williams? Uh, is that his name? I don't know. I forgot his I, name, man. Like, like the theme song for Jurassic Park? All the, the music, movie? All the music for Jurassic like, Park. Like, do, 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 do. He did that. I'm pretty sure it's John Williams, I think. Yeah, probably. I'm going to look that up. Look it up. Yeah, keep keep telling so the he story, was like, please. He was like, man, you're going to be good. Don't worry. Because I was worried. Like, I didn't want that to happen again. He was like, man, you're going to be good. Don't worry. It's like that process was just so intimidating because they have us in these rooms and it was so cold Williams, yeah. all the time. Yeah, you're a smart man. 
it was so cold all the time in those rooms, man. And you would get, I would get so nervous, but the 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 uh, contestants were so so humble. I didn't know it was like fifty of me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All from all across the world. And I was just in awe. I've never seen that from where I grew up. So it, it made me, it challenged me even more because it's like, these guys are doing this. I got to top that. So it taught me a lot. And it calmed my nerves because we were singing songs um, together in the hotels. And it, that experience was amazing. It's, that experience like showed me a lot about myself, you know? Mm-hmm. It was it was like a lot. I was I was battling a lot. So when you I, I I never really watched the voice. I never I had I Meaning don't <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything about it, really. Yeah. I mean I've heard of it obviously, but yeah. how many people did you start out with at the like the very beginning trials that are like are those even first televised? Forty three. Forty three people. And that's televised? Televised. What was that like being blind on T V in front of probably millions of people? Humiliated, <laughs> cause I was like, I was like, I can't believe Alicia Keys said my name. I was like, you said my name. So every time people see me, they mock me for that in a good way though. But it was, I couldn't believe it. She, I'm like, like. So you you made your way through every round. So no. is that how it works? I don't know how it even works. So what happens is you go through blinds auditions, mm-hmm. blind auditions, where you sing and you you have to get a chair to turn. Oh I right, right, yeah, that is turn. how it goes. Then you pick your coach. Whose chairs? Um, I, uh, Adam turned in like five seconds. Alicia That's turned. Adam Levine, right? Adam Levine. Yeah. Alicia turned like. Um, Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Sorry, just for listeners you might not know. I just... Yes, sir. So um, Alicia Keys. <laughs> just just to throw out some famous names, <laughs> just you know, top tier musicians. <laughs> yeah, she turned in like forty five seconds or something like that. Wow. Fifty. What, what song were you singing? Oh, uh, what the hell was I singing? Purpose by Justin Bieber, and I still listen to that song to this day. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Because it connects me to the loss of my brother. It's like, man, mm-hmm. you give me purpose because he always pushed me to sing, but I would always be so shy. I mm-hmm. was so I was so unsure of myself. You know, I still kind of am, but I'm I'm better than I was. I was well, you know who wasn't unsure of you was Alicia Keys. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, man. That's amazing, man. It was it was it was man. So you beautiful. get they turn to you and, and then what happens? So then you choose your coach. Mm. Um, you choose. I chose Alicia because she said my name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's insane. yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> she had to say my name. I was gonna choose Adam. I was gonna choose Adam from from the get go, but I chose Alicia, man, and um, I chose her. And um, from then on, you have to meet your vocal coach. You meet your vocal coach. They give they give you a song. You pick the song. You go over with your vocal coach like maybe one time. Then you practice that song. Um, then you meet the coach one time, and then we're back on TV. You have to perform that song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, are, they, they, you, are you staying in LA this whole time? Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. stay in LA for like maybe three to four months. Please tell me Studio they put you City. up in a dope hotel. It was amazing, man. We saw <laughs> saw a lot of um, stars just walking around. Yeah. Wiz, Wiz Khalifa, Omar Epps. Marlon Wayans. It was, oh, man. The list goes on and on. The That's guy, pretty amazing. One of the guitar players from the Beach Boys, um, he was just sitting at the bar at the hotel, mm-hmm. you know, just chilling. So you just were meeting 
people you never thought you would yeah. left and right. Like I felt like a celebrity. Uh, I really was. I had, you like, are. I had like. <laughs> I've seen your YouTube videos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. So you know, I wear my baseball cap with my. I had a robe on with a baseball cap, so everybody would tease me like, "Man, you're a little player," because <laughs> I like my swag was just so different. I would just, I just, you know, I had like a. A baseball cap with yeah. a robe and shoes on. Like, who does that? <laughs> <laughs> you do that. I like right? it. You yourself. So yeah, man, that was it. Was so fun, man. Um, so you started off with forty three people, and then mm-hmm. you. So people don't get picked, so mm-hmm. they start kind of just le- exiting the show. That's right. And then you. So do you ever work at all with Lisa Keys when she picks you at, in any way? Okay, so let me remember the process. So. They gather all all the, t- all the teammates in the room. They show you your blind audition. From then on, you go into like these workshops mm. where you get prepared for battles. And the only time we've saw worked with Alicia is when me and my battle partner Chris Blue, the winner of The Voice, mm-hmm. we saw her and DJ Khaled. That was her special guest, and she worked with us then. But it's like she didn't give us like critiques, like you do this, you do that. She mostly cr- critiqued the band members she was like she didn't like that they took the 808 out she was like nah bring that back in mm-hmm. uh we did miguel adorn boom 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 she's like nah bring that bring that bass in you know are you just kind of like alicia keys is here telling people what to do and i'm like she picked like i was not yeah you're just like she was saying you're something. 18, right? Yeah. So, so you're was, you're a kid essentially, barely an adult. Man, <laughs> everything crazy. she said, I'm just looking like. <laughs> That's Damn. insane. What a story. Man, I'll never forget it. Man. Oh no. And she was like, "You guys, that DJ Khaled was like, man, you guys remind me of Jodeci or something." So he was like running all over the place, mm-hmm. singing. You know how we do it, man. Um, it was so fun. It was so so fun, man. So when we got to battles. I was so nervous, I forgot my whole entire verse. <laughs> <laughs> you humming I, again? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do anything. Uh, I was like, uh. Uh. <laughs> Then I lost the battle, man. But I'm glad I lost it to Chris Blue, the winner of the show, man, because Adam Levine was like, man, I think you guys were a tie. And I'm like, no. He definitely outperformed me. Definitely outsang me. I was, I was nervous, like. I was just still in awe. So were, were you like, you and him were like the last two? The last two what? Uh, on The Voice? I don't know how it no, worked. No, no. So, so Adam, the people that Adam picks battle mm. each other. Okay. The people that Alicia Keys pick battle each oh, other. Oh, okay. I see what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go through multiple rounds of of battling through um, amongst the teams mm-hmm. until it's down to just four. Mm-hmm. And that's finals. That's, I think it is. So you didn't go to the four? I didn't go to the finals. No. Okay. No, I didn't go to the finals. Or um, I think it's called. Uh, you go through battles, then you go to finals. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to finals. Mm-hmm. Nah. But you still got far. Uh, yeah, far enough from from where I started, man. Started <laughs> and, and, and my mental capacity. I went as far as my mental capacity. I mean, you went out. far. You were picked by somebody. You were yeah. on television. Exactly. Millions and tens of millions of people saw you over the, mm-hmm. how many weeks? Like you said, three, four months you were being mm-hmm. on, telev- on television. So I think, yeah, I think it's a lot so, of exposure. I think I was, like everything was um, done like, um, how can I explain? I was going to say arrears, but I'm not going to say that. But like, so let's say if, if I filmed in, in um, if I filmed in December, it wouldn't air until like February. Oh, okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So they pre-record it. 
Right. So it was you like gotta edit and everything. I was reliving everything all over again. Wow. For a while. When you watched it? Yeah. Was it so, weird watching yourself? Very weird. I didn't I don't like watching myself. Was it NBC? Yeah, NBC the wow. voice. Yeah. Yeah, man. And what did that do for you musically? Like what it, now that you were appreciated by people you didn't know. It turned me into a damn beast. Into a what? A beast. A beast? Unstoppable. That's awesome. Unstoppable. It gave you the 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 proper healthy ego boost that you needed. Not mm-hmm. not ego in a negative way, but just confidence. Mm-hmm. Right? And if I had that, if I had to trust my strength, I would, it would have took me far than my mind could ever imagine. Mm. You know? I mean, it's a lot, though, to be thrown at at 18. It is. That's, it is. I, I but can't. no excuses, man. I was raised where, you know, excuses just wasn't tolerated. Mm. It's either you're excellent or you're not. And, you know. So so when you come back from that, I mean, eighteen, then what do you start doing? Do you does do you does things change for you in life, musically, professionally? Mm, Mentally, more so. Mentally, Um, everything went back to the same. (laughs) same. It probably changes for the people who like win it, win it. Yeah, that's Um, who it. No, if it doesn't, then what's the point of the show? If you're not, if it's not going to change anything for you, then. Oh, I'm calling it out. <laughs> Multi-million dollar show not hooking up people who win. What's the point? All that ad revenue. Come on now. I would say this, man. Um, singing shows are definitely good for publicity. So the show helped me get respect. A lot of people respected that I was on The Voice. And it got me into a lot of doors. It got, it got me- into to DZ Records. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, seriously. I didn't even know that. Joe was just like, I'm bringing RJ Collins. I was like, all right. <laughs> he, all he said to me is like, type his name in YouTube. And they did. And there's just like 3.7 million views. I'm like, purpose? Yeah. See, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I was like, oh, shoot. That's who's coming to the show tonight? I'm going to stop. And you showed up and you sang. It's yeah. real love. Right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, you sang that with Joe. Sick that day. But you sounded great. I remember filming. I was like, what the heck? Who? I'm, I'm in the basement. And you're just belting it. Yeah. It's like, who is this kid? Yeah, man. So that's me, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so it, it helped change, like, my status. A lot of people was like, man, you was on The Voice. Like, now everybody goes on The Voice. And, and it gave me some self-esteem because mm. at first I was, like, down a lot. But I just, uh, music helps me overcome a lot of things. Like, I was frustrated with my car today. I just I just wrote songs, man. Now, now I'm chill. Um, so. so how often are you writing songs? Every day. I every try day. every day. But Notebook and your phone, laptop, computer? Um, My mind. Your mind? And then once I, once, once I like it in my mind, I put it in my notes. Mm-hmm. And, and you, I, you come up with your own melodies and everything? Yeah, melody yeah. is the most important thing of okay. my song. But um, I listen to the music first because instead of trying to find the words, when I, when I listen to the music, I let the words find me. Oh. I just listen. I, I, like I tell my students, man, the best singer is the best listener. I think to me, the best musician is the best listener. If you can hear it, you can play it. Do you? Uh, so you teach kids how to music, singing, kids, vocals, adults, vocal anybody. lessons, guitar, yeah. guitar or drums or anything? Just like singing. That? Just singing. Nah, they wanted. They heard me play drums when I was just at this uh, the studio, and they was like, "Man, you should teach." I'm like, "Nah, I don't know how to play drums. This is just natural ability." <laughs> You've been doing it your whole life. Yeah. So on I and was, off. I, I just, I just. Yeah. That's just natural. Yeah. But I don't know the proper 
terminology, Termin- maybe right. techniques. Exactly. I don't know what I'm yeah. doing. I'm just doing it. Yeah, but that's that's most people. Unless you're getting trained by a coach right. or going to school for it, yeah. then you don't know the techniques. Like, I didn't go to school for, for music and guitar. Like, I just taught yeah. myself. I've been playing it, exactly. you know, for almost 17 years. So, like, it's crazy. you just come up with your own ways. It's your own style, yeah. you know. And So, having that drumming and history in your background and guitar yeah. history, how does that help with writing music? Oh, writing man, songs. It, helps, it helps so much because different instruments strike a different emotion in me. Mm-hmm. Guitar is like my side, my chill side, my my relaxed side. So if I need to, if I'm looking for a certain style, I would pick up a guitar and just close my eyes and I would just find melodies and play them. It's just so, it's like I have a connection mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And you, you know, keep sliding closer to you. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I just it feels good and it sounds good, so it is good. You know what I mean? Um, and then I may, I may want to get a different sound from a piano. You know what I mean? It, 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 Do you it play stirred. piano? Of course. Yeah. yeah, I play. I play for churches and everything. So you play piano, mm-hmm. guitar, drums, and you sing. Mm-hmm. Anything else I'm missing here? <laughs> um, and you act. I act. Any other instruments? Uh-huh. Now that's it, man. I want one day. I want to get into violin. Oh, okay, Joe teaches violin. Yeah, he teaches everything. He teaches everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So, where when you write a song, do you have your own recording equipment? Do you bring it somewhere? Do you show somebody? How do you go about the process of getting that thing tracked and out into I the world? I started recording myself, but I lost patience. So it's a whole um, other thing. Now I record at yeah no I I I, I record at um, a studio called the Music Garage with an engineer called K Sound Engineering. That's her IG as well. K mm-hmm. Sound, she's dope. So I needed to um, get like an where's that at sound. Music Garage? Uh, 30, 346 North Loomis. North Loomis, like West Loop. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just developed a sound. So I made like a lot of tracks that were good, but they could have been better. And like I had to connect with Chicago, connect with, and I didn't want to just be on this side or that side. I wanted to keep myself in the middle because mm-hmm. eventually I want to be able to really sing what I want to sing, but I want to give everybody attention first and get me through the door, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and just like, yeah. So I've just been cultivating my sound, writing, staying bright and things like that, man. Yeah. And, and what about your acting? I didn't know you were an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you start acting? I started acting in 2018. Okay. I had a girlfriend, um, and things didn't work out with us. So my my sister, I came in one day with my mom. Uh, I came into my mom's house one day. My sister and my mom were like sitting down. It was like, where is such and such? I was like, who? They were like, uh, such and such? I'm like, come what? Where is such and such? I'm like. What are you talking about? Then I bust out laughing. <laughs> they was like, you need to act. Like, you had us going. You made us think we were crazy. I'm like, yeah, I know. Because that's just what I am. I'm like the, I'm like the, the, the breath of fresh, fresh air. I'm the only boy, you know, all women in my family. Oh, okay. So it's like, I'm so like you, you got to do something. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I got to fight for attention always. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm just naturally captivating, you know, people. So. They're like my sister. She's an she's an actress. So she mm. was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign you with my with Gil, which is Gil. I'm a, I'm signing Gil Talent now. She did some work with Cassandra Bell. She's uh she has a big stake in Gil Talent, and she signed me right away. 
Mm. She's like, I'm a fan of RJ. I see all he did on The Voice. He's a dope artist. I'm going to sign him. I've never had any formal acting. No training. Training or yeah. whatever. So if anybody knows any, anyone, send me, them, uh, send you know, me that I, way. Yeah, I don't know. I only know like one or two actors and I don't yeah. know much yeah. about that world, you know? It's a beautiful world, man. It, just acting taught me how to deal with my anger, deal mm. with my emotions, how to dig deep, how to listen to people because acting is more so listening than, you know, acting, if I'm making sense. No, yeah, yeah. You know, because you have to listen to what's being said in order to react. If you're not listening, then you're just reacting, anticipating the line, and then it comes off as unauthentic. Unnatural. Un- unnatural. You know what I mean? Unauthentic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes so, sense. Yeah. That That's kind of, um. you know, this is apple and oranges, but it reminds me of like playing music with a band. Like you have to listen and, and you feed off, especially when you're doing a little bit of improvisation, you're feeding off like the drummer. The bass player, and you're, you're kind of you have to listen to them. You're not, you shouldn't be waiting for your turn to play. You should be waiting for what they're doing, anticipating what they're doing, and then feed off of it. And that's okay. what makes like a good, a good band, you know. Yeah. And that probably goes through with what makes a good acting partner, a good scene. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do, do you do theater acting, or have you done commercials, mm-hmm. television? I've done film? plays. Um, I've done a lot of plays with John Ruffin. That's what started me in acting. Um, and I taught, he taught me a lot. He stripped me down because I used to hold up barriers and walls and he stripped me of those walls and he taught me how to be more in the scene and listen and, um, take me away from me and put, and put me inside the character and put the character inside of me. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? And then from, I booked my first uh, gig in acting. It was like a short film about, a about artistic kids in Chicago, um, who are trying to have a way out of from violence by doing poetry. So it's, it's a girl. Um, she She's in poetry, you know what I mean? She's battling things at home. Her mom is a single parent. Her dad left. And her brother gets killed and things like that. And I was the brother's, I was the brother's best friend. So that was my role in, in that short film. Yeah. Wow. So you've done, how many short films have you done? Just one. Just one. <laughs> Just, Just one. one. So I've been, I, I've been signed to the Guild for like two years now. Cool. Yeah, so. Well, I hope when things come back, you can start getting yeah. more, more gigs, more work. I know, man. I, I like it. Let me know. I'd love I to also, come check out your please, theater work. Please, man. I have to I have to do my work, though. I have to update my reels and do things like that yeah. that I should be doing. Yeah, this I'm is so, the time I'm to so do it. I'm so busy, man, because I'm, I'm married now. So Wait, it's like, what? <laughs> you didn't know I was married? <laughs> Hold the phone. <laughs> I didn't know this. Yeah, man, I'm married. What? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. When did this happen? This happened December 24, 2019. What? Yeah. When did you get, who, I mean, I just asked <laughs> you, who, who, Talia. Oh, yeah. uh, I have a wife named Talia. I was doing a show for the Taste of Chicago in 2019. She started off as like a background singer for me, but like she was an artist. I thought she was signed already because how she looked and people knew of her music. Um, the guy I did my first show with sent her to me. It was like, man, she's dope. You guys should do a song together, and she's fine. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's all right, okay. Um, the caveat, I had, right? I had a girlfriend <laughs> on my own at the time, so I was like, I wasn't really interested. I wasn't looking to do anything, but it just it came where I needed a, a background singer. She was the only person I knew. And I'm like, man, she's not gonna do it because she's a signed artist. 
And I hit her up. She's like, yeah, I'm in college right now. When I get home, I'll let you know. And she never, she ghosted me. So I'm like, I'll skip her. She she, she thinks she all that. I'm Sounds RJ. like you thought you were all that. That's what it really sounded like. Let's be real. <laughs> no, I just, I needed a back. She was the only person I knew that could sing good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like too many problems when you're an artist and you're attractive. Then you can't miss business with pleasure. So I learned Oh, it's thing. it's a very serious that, thing, yeah. So yeah. it was like that kind of bit me in the butt. So I needed another girl backup singer it could have been a guy backup. I didn't, but at the time I, that's the only person I knew so I hit her up she ghosted me my mom <laughs> you gotta was, throw that in. she ghosted me yeah man so my mom like you need to call her now <laughs> do it now I'm like I'm not calling her you dude call what's her. with moms and they're con- trying to control you with women right the, it never the, ends it, it, you know what they do <laughs> they play both sides yeah and then they play you against each other and back up and watch and watch everything <laughs> go down so I was like, I'm dealing with that. So I was like, okay. So um, so my mom called her, got her to the rehearsal. Uh, we vibed automatically. You know, we started off as friends. And one thing led to another. The next rehearsal, you know, I was going to a comedy show. And she was like, I want to go with you. I'm like, I'm looking like, huh? I thought she was married or had a boyfriend or something. She was gorgeous. I'm like, no way she's saying Same age as you? She's, she's two years older than me. Okay. So I'm like, man, she she's in college. It's a lot of guys in college. She got she has to have somebody. But I got to know her and she was like different than any girl I ever met spiritually. It's like she was so reserved and like a lady. Like I, I hadn't experienced that. I'm like, whoa. So it just attract, it attracted me to her more. So we went to the comedy show and it was just on from then, man. It was just on from there. And then six months in, we got married. Holy cow. Six yeah. months, huh? Yeah. That's wild. It's love. I mean, good for you. No, that's great. It's love. <laughs> young, young and dumb, man. It's just, it's just so we eloped. Nobody knew. Oh Nobody my. knew. Yeah, for I a didn't long know. Time. Why did you? You should at least told me, Ben. I'm getting married six months in. Don't worry, should I man. do this? I'd be like, as long as you love her. Yeah. You're gonna be at the wedding, man. Oh, you're so, still gonna do a wedding? Yeah, hell yeah. That's been my dream. It's been a year and two months. I know, man. It's 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 hard when you elope. You know, you got to meet the parents. You know, you got to. We disrespected them in a way. Cause we didn't, yeah. we, we left them out. So I mean, what the what? Hey, I got the sound system. Hook you up. Thank you. Got the, I got a big sound. You, you yeah. know, you know the sound yeah, system. <laughs> you, you man. We got you. Man, thank you, man. So, no, her, her dad still doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> he might so, if once he listens to this. Man, I hope. You won't. <laughs> you just look at the camera. <laughs> Holy crap! It's real, man. I hope not. he still doesn't know. He's like really traditional. I understand. I would. I would be hurt too. It's. Uh, sir, he's her only child, so oh man, giving her some leeway. On Let's that. just make sure he doesn't hear this podcast. Yeah, it's all good, man. He doesn't have a Facebook. Or anything, he's not so. gonna hear this podcast. Thank God. <laughs> no you way. never know, man. But I highly doubt. But yeah, man. So it's, it's young. So being a young guy and trying to stay faithful, um, and trying to do it and balance all these things, it's a lot. But what else you doing? Honor, man. I do, man. I do. Tell me, tell me. I want to know. So Apparently, things. I missed. You're an actor. You're married. <laughs> I yeah. Tell married, me more. Um. I mean, as far as what? <laughs> just tell me, what's life been like for you? What have you been um, doing? I just besides got my first, I forgot, I got my first apartment and things like that. So it was just like nice. learning how to be an adult. It taught me so many things about sacrifice and saving money, mm-hmm. being responsible. It's like I've grown up. I wouldn't say too fast, but I've grown up in such a short time span. Mm. It's like my mind and what I thought was cool back then, it was like, what? 
Mm-hmm. That wasn't cool. This is cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Having something to give your kids when you're gone, that's cool. You know, being a stand-up dude, being a being a family man, that's what's cool. Being a husband, being a good brother, a good friend, you know, and helping people more than trying to help myself. I felt like back then I used to, uh, I could have treated people better as far as always seeking what they could do for me instead of seeing what I can do for others. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And just being more humble. Like, I've changed a lot, man. That's great. I've, I've grown up a lot, and I've opened my mind to a lot. I was so close-minded, man. So You're very wise for 22. Oh, thank you, man. I thank mean, I, I'm 31. What? Well, how old did you think like I was? 26. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Man. Why'd you think I was 26? You just so just full of energy. Man. Oh, thanks. You know. Joe as well. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking he was like 30 at least, but he's, up, <laughs> he's almost up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I never know. I don't... I mean, 31 is just this numerical value, you know? But it's like, I don't... I don't yeah. live like a 31-year-old. I mean, yeah. I, have, I have roommates. Yeah. I'm, I do the stuff I do, and... Yeah, man. I don't really follow the trend you, of an age, but you, I you know... You have an awesome life, by the way, man. Thank you. Yeah, you're going to live to be like at least 109. <laughs> I, I hope so. Because you seem like you try to stay fresh, uh, stress-free, man. And I try to stay fre- uh, stress-free as well because... I try to stay fresh... And stress-free. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. You got to be fresh. Exactly. And stress-free. Because mentally, it's like, I learned so much about mental wealth. If you think you're, you're if you think negative mentally, that's going to be your outcome. Mm-hmm. But if you think positive mentally, that's going to be your outcome. Mm-hmm. You know, if you believe it, it's going to happen. I know it sounds cliche, corny, but it's re- it's true. No, you're you're correct. <clears throat> you're correct. I, I've in a strange, again, corny way, I've lived by that mm-hmm. s- similar motto my whole life. Um, when I was 10, mm-hmm. I won this really funny, just completely, there's no value to this award, but it meant a lot to me. It was just something I won from the Connects. I, you know what Connects are? Like Legos? You know Legos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Connects yeah, yeah. are like other plastic pieces. You can kind of build larger structures with them. Yeah. I was obsessed as a kid. Like yeah. the biggest Connects nerd ever. Yeah, yeah, Got them yeah. for Christmas, birthday, just always. Yeah. And I won this, I, I built a, small scale model of Wrigley Field in my basement. Okay. It was huge. Damn. And uh, I sent that in to the company and they sent me back this really fun certificate award. Um you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. It's my that room. I keep it next to college diplomas <laughs> just to remind myself that like they don't not, not like it they both had the same value to me. Yeah. You know, one took a whole lifetime of education, a lot of money. The other one was just me having fun as a kid, but yeah. I take them both seriously. And it just says on there Signed by the creative connects. If you mm. can imagine it, you can build it. Mm. And that resonated with me since I was ten. Forever. And every single time, like doing stuff for DZ Fest, when I'm like, when it seems when it seems impossible, I just go mm. like, but I could envision this. So like, mm. why can't I find a way to make it occur? You know, yeah. in this existence. That's crazy. You know, and it's something so simple at ten years old. Yeah. So like, yeah, I get it. like the the motto sounds goofy. Like you know, put out good energy, good. Positive mm-hmm. thoughts and like you'll get them back, and it, mm-hmm. it sounds simple, mm-hmm. but it's actually not that simple. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. A lot of man. work. So it's good that you're starting young because I got yeah. almost a decade on you, and there's still people my age that struggle with that. So mm-hmm. you're you're in you're in a good spot. You'll keep well, thanks, man. you'll keep growing with it too. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm just I'm just so so anxious to see what I'll be like five years from now, mm-hmm. or what I'll become because I never thought like. I would be so lucky to make it this far. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Being like I've been through every phase in life that you can imagine. Just trying to figure myself out. 
and to make it out of some situations is, is great, man. So I got to go hard because I got a lot of doubters. Even I doubt myself. We all have an ogre that we got to look at in the mirror and say, an hey, ogre. get out of here. Ogre. <laughs> like an onion. Right, right, right. <laughs> onion with layers. You know what I mean? So I was just watching Shrek randomly like two love, nights ago. It was just on TV in the living room. I just sit down I'm like, we're watching Shrek right now. <laughs> Man, that, that movie's hilarious. <laughs> Man, even your it sneezes is. sound musical. <laughs> <laughs> Just sing it. Just I can't sneeze. help it, man. I man. can't help it. When <laughs> I I wonder, like, so wait, did you ever? You started taking vocal lessons with Joe? No, no, you never did that. I, no, I wish I've done. I've never done vocal lessons. I, I've had like vocal crit- critiques for the voice, but it wasn't actual lesson. What like, about training? Maybe not lessons, but like maintaining and keeping your throat. Nothing. No. No. All YouTube. YouTube taught me everything. It, wow. YouTube grew me up. <laughs> You taught me about real estate and things like that, wow. which, which I'm about to get into too. Really? I mean, too as well. <laughs> uh, it's teaching you English too. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Hey, I struggle with it as, as well. Uh, <laughs> also and as well. That's right. And so 22, mm-hmm. got your own apartment. Mm-hmm. You're married. Mm-hmm. Apparently nobody knows about it. <laughs> you're an actor. <laughs> you're a musician, yeah. singer, songwriter. You've been recording West Loop. Mm-hmm. Are you working on any, working on an album right now? EP, yeah. mixtape, any, like, what? Yeah, I am. So I'm trying to be more, um, trying to release music more frequently as far as, like, freestyles and covers, just content in general. Um, so I'm working on my body right now because of the whole COVID thing, and I've gained, like, a little, a lot of weight that I didn't want to have. You ain't gained a lot of weight. Man, to me, I did. Like, I have a beer belly. I'm, I'm used to being fit. You dr- do you drink beer? No, I don't drink anything. No, that's good. I'm a smoke drink. Nothing. I'm, I'm boring, man. No, no, no. That's all right. Let me tell you this right <laughs> now. I would bet bet almost everything I have. I wouldn't say all of it, but almost everything that you yeah. are where you are because you're not drinking and smoking wow. at your age. That's what a lot of people do at your age. Yeah, and that takes up a lot of time. Yeah, a lot of real estate in the mind. Mm-hmm. A lot of emotional stability mm-hmm. and a lot of money. Yeah, hell yeah. So the fact that you're putting that money into your music, your art. Yeah. Your apartment, your wife, mm. your car mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I didn't even get I didn't get my car. You didn't even get it? I'm so no, all that I, hassle? I know I didn't even get it today. I have, <laughs> I have to wake up in the morning tomorrow. So I mean I can't get a haircut tomorrow again. For you don't even need a haircut. Let me see that hair. Oh no. Let me see it. <laughs> Bro, it looks like Dude, cows were licking no, in my head. Come on. Let me, it's get, terrible. let me get a gander. What are you talking about? It's terrible. <laughs> licking at my head. You ever seen Good Times? Remember the dad off Good Times? That's what I look like. Look at my hair. James. My hair is always this whack. That was beautiful, man. Stop it. Stop it, man. <laughs> Get out of here with that. So, yeah, I would I would say it's okay to um, indulge in, in alcohol and, and weed and all that once yeah, in a while. But yeah, yeah, when you're sure. not doing it, you have this type of real focus. You have, you're mm-hmm. always on. Mm-hmm. You're always on. Like, I, I've been um, not drinking this month and, like, barely smoking. I've smoked once or two, two three yeah. times this month. Yeah. And I've just been like every morning, 7 a.m., just laser focus. And it's hard to do that when you wake up after, you know. And you know what the thing is with me? Um, everybody asks me, like, is there a moral reason why you don't do anything? I'm like, nah, I'm just a person who feels different. Because I'm an artist, I feel emotions different than mm. the average person. Mm. I feel like I, I love harder. I, I'm mad harder. I'm filled with so much passion and emotion. I, I'm creative. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
my feelings are are like very I'm very vulnerable. I'm very you know what I mean like when yeah. you when you know artistic person like the in 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 in, in the in the way that I am it's like I want to feel. You want to feel it all. I want to feel it all. You want to feel reality as it's happening. Yeah, because I and just, that could change for you. I mean, mm-hmm. you're still young. You three, four years from now, you might be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna try drinking once." Just like, just I'm too scared, man. That's not a bad thing. I'm like, I am. I'm like very scared because I don't know what it'll turn me into. Yeah, and not saying that. Honestly, you got a you got a real good head in your I'm shoulders. I'm scary, man. I'm scared. Man. Keep it going. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. Like keep keep working. Let your brain develop. Like. You, you never know. You're young. You yeah. never know. I'm not, I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just saying, like... I'm going to do it with you, man. <laughs> what you say? I'm going to drink wine with you. <laughs> Dude, I, I love wine. But that's, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. Like I said, mm-hmm. I haven't been drinking much deliberately. I don't, I don't drink a lot. I, don't, I wouldn't think I have a drinking problem, but... No, I mean... It's, uh, do you think? I just like to take time off just to be clear. Yeah. And, like, when I go back, like, you know, in February, I'll drink one I, once in a while, you know? Whenever you... I feel like you should do it to celebrate something, yeah. to relax, but not I feel a so, reason, you know? Exactly, and I felt so bad. Remember you at my birthday party? Mm-hmm. They bought me like a whole gallon of, not a gallon, but a whole big bottle of, because uh, uh, Cooper Hawks wine, uh-huh. and it was like some other stuff. I didn't even drink it, yeah. man. I felt so bad. Like, uh, Hey, don't apologize. <sighs> I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. Like, <laughs> I, Honestly, like it's a good thing. You never know later on in life. Yeah, you know. When I was your age, I barely drank and I didn't smoke or anything. You know what? So I, would, I get it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, nothing. That's crazy. So I you didn't. waited until you were, like, mature enough to handle it? Yeah. No, I, I I didn't take any type of drugs or anything until much older. And I'm, I'm glad because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just got to exist and experience it. I got to let my body, my mind really develop mm-hmm. and then go into it. Now when I do indulge in smoking weed or taking you know mushrooms or something here yeah. and there yeah. i feel way more grounded it doesn't scare me it doesn't bother me mm-hmm. i feel okay with it yeah i enjoy it now in a different way mm-hmm. um it's mm-hmm. not just some random thing to do it's something yeah. i take seriously and i appreciate mm-hmm. it i find it to be just there's two lines in the in the world keeping you going these parallel lines going linear through time if that's how you want to look at it and if you're taking something like a psychedelic, it's just shifting that one line just a little bit and opening mm. up for just more information to come in for mm. six, seven hours. And it just mm. goes right back. Mm. And then you can use that little notch, that information, mm. to, for something else. It's just yeah. a different yeah. way to look at existence. It's not yeah. necessary. Yeah, It is necessary. It's not right. It's not, it is right. It's not sure. wrong. It is wrong. It, you know, it's Touching. just like do it yeah. or don't. Yeah. But don't feel obligated and take your time mm. with it. That's, that's my advice to someone who's yeah. your age not – Drinking or smoking, but doing creative stuff. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, you should be afraid because it can, mm-hmm. it really can get in the way. Yeah. It has stopped a lot of great artists, artists from being man, greater. You know? I'm telling you, man. But you got to just know yourself. Actors and actresses as well. Yeah. You just got to know yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to know will this be just a fun thing to do here and there? Mm-hmm. Or will this be a problem? Yeah. So I think I might occasionally start drinking like champagne or wine, yeah, like for a reason. Special, it's fun. You know what I mean? Special uh, uh, your wedding anniversary, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. a birthday party, um, a vacation. Like that's that is the best time to drink. It's fun. It it's relaxing. It's goofy. You know, it's whatever. But mm-hmm. in the everyday stuff, when you're trying to wake up, go to the studio, mm-hmm. practice your lines, go mm-hmm. over a song, think of a beat. Like yeah. Yeah. No, you, sh- you try to be there, be present, take exactly. it in. You know? Yeah, you're gonna re- remember those moments when you're older, mm-hmm. and and actually remember them. Because mm-hmm. when you when you do a lot of drugs and drink, mm-hmm. things get a little fuzzy, and you can remember sections, 
but you don't remember the actual moments, you know? Oh, really? Well, it affects your memory a Damn. lot, 100%. And anybody who says it doesn't, they're My memory ain't good, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> you need some nootropics and some... Oh, shoot. It's all right, man. Ari just, po- just spilled a little bit of coffee on his white shirt. coffee? <laughs> I pooped coffee man. on my white shirt. Ah. Uh, so what uh, what city do you live in now? You don't got to say Crown, address or Crown anything. Point, Indiana. Crown Point. Oh. It's really nice, but it's really far. I'm thinking about moving back because yeah. everything I'm doing is in the city. Yeah. But so, it's not too far off 294. You can just hop right up, right? Or 94? The the, the drive is. <laughs> you see my eyes? You finally get close to the mic for this? <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I might put <laughs> The drive is. is it's bad, huh? Man. I can't. How, I can't how, how long does it take to get downtown? No track. Hour and forty minutes. What? Mm-hmm. Crown Point? Mm-hmm. Where is, why does that sound closer? Why do I feel mm-hmm. like what's that off of? What major highway? US thirty. Oh, yeah. A bit of Valparaiso? Uh, I think so. I'm not sure. I take that. Route 30 to visit my family. They live in Winona Lake, Indiana. So. I just know it's about South Lake Mall. Okay. Yeah. I'm from very familiar with Route 30. Yeah. Maybe you're just taking some weird roads or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on, but it takes me an hour. I'm I'm back to Chicago, man. I'm coming back. Come back. Mm -hmm. Baby, come back. Man. I may find me something around here. I don't know yet. This is a great area. It's beautiful. It's nice because it's so close to all the major highways. Exactly. Like 294, 55, 65, Mm -hmm. 57, 94, 88, 88. You're not too far away from the city. No. I have a lot of family in the city. No, not at all. Like... Mm. I grew up going to the city all the time because my, my dad's from the city. Yeah. So I have family there too, and For sure. it's not bad at all. Yes. Yeah. With no traffic, like you're going there in the evening, like right now, where are you going? You're going to Pilsen, it's 15 minutes from here. It's mm. really not far. Yeah. It's great. And um, mm. it's a sweet spot because we're also like by all the Federal Reserve Forest pres- forest Preserves. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. Like yeah. two, like a mile and a half away. I walk past them all the time. Yeah. And yeah. they're great. It's peaceful. Mm. Made all the major highways. You got all these lakes, and then you got the city. You can you can go to the city, mm-hmm. go to the forest, or you can just get on the highway and disappear from the Chicagoland area like that. So it's like yeah. it's a nice sweet spot, you know. Heck yeah, 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 man. So that's where I'm at, man. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you played you played DZ Fest 2019. Hell yeah, that was fun. Cheetah shirt. <laughs> yeah, and I remember um, you were yeah. playing, and my neighbor they were selling hot dogs. They sell at hot dogs every year, and she was oh, like. Man. Who is that? <laughs> you have to go get him. I want to give him a free hot dog. He's oh. got the best voice I ever heard. Oh, man. I'm so and I went and grabbed you. He's like, RJ, my neighbor yeah. wants to give you a hot dog. Let's go. I've never experienced that, man. That was just so humbling. That was it. That was fun. Oh, it, was very, it was so much fun. Yeah. I was so nervous. It was interesting, right? You're used to like the voice, <laughs> man. millions of people, these big yeah. cameras, and then you go to like this DIY built stage. You know, get out of here, bro. Yeah. The talent that was there and the way it was set up. I've never seen anything like that. Thanks. Usually man. neighbors call the police, but that just shows that they believe. Yes, it shows that you have something special because they were all involved. And they didn't call the police and say, turn that down. Or they were like invested in what you had going on, man. Yeah. And it's, the talent you have was like crazy. It's musicians. It's, I always say, like, I, I sound like a broken record, but it's like, it's the people that make it. Like, the neighbors mm-hmm. are awesome. Yeah. Great neighbors, great neighborhood, old neighborhood. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up here. We all know each other. Mm-hmm. We talk to each other. Nobody calls the cops That's on dope, each other. Man. You just talk to each other. I wish I could be in my family, my family home. <laughs> Dude, house next door is for sale. Come on in. 
Come on now. Man, I, w- I would have way too much fun with you if you lived next door. Be yelling, be little tin can rope across, right, the, right. across the windows. RJ, come hang out. Right. We're watching Shrek. Let's go. <laughs> no, seriously, man. Uh-huh. Playing instruments, man. Oh, that's, my God. I'd be like, come in the basement. I'll bother basement. you so much. Like, oh, show yeah. me this. Show me yeah. that. Like, I would show you. Let's I'm do the it. kind of person where if I feel like I, I can learn from you, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't care if you say, okay, I'll leave me alone. I'm going to still, can you show me this? Can you show me that? Like, I want to know everything. Yeah. No, this I would happily I show you more stuff. I yeah. Got, got a lot of gear in the basement. I'm happy, happy to show you it. I got you, man. It's a good skill set to learn a little yeah. bit about live sound mixing because you're a performer. Mm-hmm. So to have an understanding how to properly speak to live sound engineers or mixing engineers, mm-hmm. the, the managers, like corresponding with them, knowing the language, knowing like what they have to do to get the good monitor you went to college mix. for that, right? Yeah. How many, so tell me that, that process. Did you go to college right out of high school? Because in high school, I wish I would have went, I wish I would have did better in high school, but yeah. like I was such a rebel, yeah. not in like a disrespectful way, but I was the kind of kid in high school where like I was just so much swagger and I was just so cool. Like I didn't study for tests and I would mm-hmm. pass them with like D pluses and Cs, yeah. which is terrible. It's not yeah. good. I'm not yeah. bragging. <laughs> so you're just being honest. I'm being honest, man. Yeah. I wish, I wish I would have focused because I was in my high school. I would tell everybody, man, I'm gonna be a singer. You know, I'm gonna be a star. So it's like my story is like mixed. It's like if I didn't really tell people I sang, but I did, but I didn't. You know, mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Toward my senior year of high school, that's when I broke out with that attitude. Like, man, I'm gonna be a singer. I don't need school. It's a waste of my time. Did you feel like you couldn't? talk about it because you felt like there wasn't a place for that in high school like there wasn't the classes or the I just, there's no curriculum for that you know being no, an artist or a singer no it was in my, my oh school, you had my, you had yeah, like, my high school was amazing you had vocal like, like vocal lessons or had, vocal classes it's called it was called uh i think what was it called it was called voice something oh wow they had all kind of programs Shepherd, I'm, I'm more or less high school i guess I'm, I went. oh you went in oakland no 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 in palos palos heights shepherds in palos heights i thought yes, that was no i'm thinking of richard's Richards is not thinking of Richards. You're right. Exactly. Shepherds is in Palos District Heights. 218, man. Right. Shepherds, it's on Central. It's off Ridgeland. Ridgeland. Yeah. Again, I think I think Richards is off Central. Mm-hmm. I'm like completely mixing both. They're mm-hmm. not too far from each other. That's probably why I'm mixing mm-hmm. them up. Shepherds. I'm familiar with Shepherds because when I was at Argo, we school. played them in, in sports. Exactly. So I saw them there. Yeah, man. I, I went there when I was on the basketball team. Exactly. Do you know I played basketball? Nah, I didn't know you <laughs> I'm, I love basketball. Is you know, play you basketball. know, most people don't. That's why I was like, I guys, you know, we gotta quit. play, man. We gotta play some ball, man. <laughs> now you're making the face to me. You don't want me to dunk on you. I got hops, RJ. Be scared. You're gonna need them. <laughs> <laughs> so want to know my last basketball experience? Well, mm-hmm. not my last one. I played in September, mm-hmm. but my last one before that in June, June first. I'm yeah. excited for the summer. You know, I'm in quarantine with my roommates. We can't go anywhere. So we bi- I build a goofy backyard basketball hoop with a basket on the patio. No kidding. And I get my Shaquille O'Neal jersey on from Orlando oh Magic. God, Orlando dead. Magic. I, br- I embrace it. I don't care how corny, tacky, or goofy it is. I love it. Put my, <laughs> Nike, put my Nike headband on. Uh, oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Don't tell me that. Okay. What kind of shorts did you have on? You ready for this? <laughs> I, had, I had black jean shorts on. They were short. <laughs> and I wore my James Harden <laughs> shoes. My Adidas James Harden shoes. Not bad. Oh, okay. Not bad. You like that? You know, hoopers. <laughs> Everything else is is funny, but not the James Harden shoes. Yeah, that's cool. I like James <laughs> Harden. He's a, he's a shoe. You don't like Shaq? I was it was before my time, man. Dude, this, Shaq on the Magic was insane. I played all the sports, but I'm not a sports guy. Like I don't know anything about sports. Shaq in the nineties on the Magic, I mean, when Jordan left, they almost won. They almost won the championship. Really? They, yeah, the Houston got them, but you know. I thought Orlando I thought um 
Magic Johnson was on Orlando Magic. No? No. Magic Johnson was on the Lakers. He retired in, I think, 91 because of AIDS. It, it just shows you how much I know about it. That's all right. That's, that's, see, that's my time. I, you're, I you're much a, younger. Yeah, I learned a lot from watching Jordan's... The net. Last Dance. Man, that was, that was so inspirational. Oh, my God. I remember, like, I had one opportunity to go see him play yeah. in 98 when I was eight years old. And I, I came was just born. <laughs> yeah. I came home from school, and I was eight, and my mom was like, oh, uh... You know, your aunt and cousins have an extra ticket, and I was so excited because I loved Michael Jordan. So you went. My brother, I think he had baseball practice. Yeah. And he found out, and he's like, oh, I'm dipping on baseball practice. He was two years older. Mm. He's a bigger fan. Yeah. He's older, so he's more mature. He knows more about the sport. Mm-hmm. And so they gave him the ticket, and I sat up at the top of the stairs crying all night. Mm. And my dad would call me every time the, they'd do the lineup because he used to love the theme song. And, you know, they do the, yeah. they all come out. And he yeah. called me that night. But I knew my brother was at the game, and I refused to go look at it because I was so sad. And Damn. he retired that year, and I never got to see him play. My brother got to see him play. That sucks, I was man. so sad. Damn. But, I mean, whatever. But, yeah, I, I love basketball. I don't play it much anymore because I hurt my ankles and knees too much. Rolled them. Yeah? Oh, yeah, tore all my That's my crazy. ligaments a lot. And uh, yeah. never needed surgery because they weren't complete tears. But it was it's bad enough to where I can't. I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't. Yeah. Well, what I'm getting at is that day, I go first play. I cross over my friend. I go up to dunk. We were playing, it was like eight and a half foot. Mm-hmm. I go up the dunk and I land where the concrete meets the grass and boom, my knee went sideways and I tore the, this muscle or the ligament and I'm out for the count for the whole month. Uh, I bet you were. First man. day of the, first, first, first day mm-hmm. of summer, like June 1st, you know, I'm just like ready for the summer. I'm like, God Damn. dang it. So I don't play basketball much anymore because I always hurt my ankles and knees. They're just, I did played my whole life. Yeah, man. It's not a sport. A lot of sports are not things you can do your whole life, and athletes mm. who do it, they have long-term problems. And that's you know? why I didn't play football. Mm. I, I had a that's a really game. rough one. That's the roughest besides probably like, you know, hockey or maybe you have like uh, yeah. fighting, you know? Yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you saying football is not that rough? You're, you're like second-guessing, uh, man. I've never, I've, never, I've never been hurt. I've rushed for like um, thousands of yards. Oh, know? really? What, what position? Uh, running back. I had one position in high school, running back. <sighs> Uh, my story is pretty cool because I was like running dummy. Nobody believed in me. Like I was like um, unorthodox at first. So I was like a running dummy for the varsity squad mm. my junior year. And then my my senior year came around. I had an underclassman starting over me, but then he gets hurt. So I was next up. Mm. And four touchdowns, five touchdowns a game. Are you serious? Huddle, look up Huddle, look up RJ Collins, number five. Hello. <laughs> Siri. Dude, that scared me too. <laughs> Is Siri? I, I hate you say, oh, okay. I think it's, did you say, hey, Siri? I said Huddle. I think you said look up, and Siri heard that. I need to turn that feature off because it's <laughs> happened before, and I hate, I never use Siri, dude. I don't trust. I'm dead. I don't trust this machine learning, artificial nonsense. That is funny as hell. No, thank you. I'll look it up myself. Man. Okay, so we won't say that phrase because apparently that scared me. Eyeball, like, eyeball up. <laughs> so, so you were scoring four to five touchdowns a game. I have proof. You can at Shepherd. At Shepherd. Wow. You didn't get a scholarship to go to. I did. I turned it down. Why? I was doing music. Wow. So you're an athlete and a musician and an actor. Yeah. You're just everything. 
You're just I'm just, so special. Oh, this guy. Nah, man, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just mentally tough. You know, I'm just I'm just trying to person. So you, yeah, you do got that build. And what are you? I just five nine, five ten, five five nine and a half. Five nine. Yeah. yeah. I'm short to me because everybody in my family is like six five. Six, if you six. were six five, I'd be like, you should have went to the NFL. Man, yeah, I, I probably would have. Probably you can't be a big ass guy singing. Well, like as a running back, it's kind of good to be exactly five nine. You, elusive, yeah. Right. It's the perfect height. So you got a scholarship. What what yeah. what schools? Um, what the fuck was it? Um, <laughs> you tell me. You got this guy. <laughs> what is that school with the bird on it, like the cardinal bird? Oh, that's ISU. That's where I teach. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I did. I do know you teach at ISU. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's where I teach. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's Reggie. So that's but funny. My, but my grades weren't good. So he was like the coach. I forgot his name. He was like, you gonna I'm, if you start. My head coach, which is Coach Lou at the time, he was like, man, if you go to, uh, what is it called? Uh, what is that school called? Um, because I never took an SAT test. I, I ditched all of that. So I would have to start there. And then community change, college? Right. Moraine Valley? The, community nope, college? It was, it was further. It was like. South um, Holland? Or uh, where is that at, man? DuPage? College of DuPage? Yes. That's what yeah. I'm here for. DuPage. Was it DuPage? I think it, they, the green, they're green, right? Moraine Valley's green. Not them, man. Um, I know there's a south DuPage suburb, at? DuPage College. It's in DuPage County. I don't know the exact city it's in. I think that it's like a community college, right? Yeah, there's Elgin. There's there's one in, I think, uh, I think there's one in like Riverside, Brookfield. It was DuPage. DuPage College. I have DuPage. to start off, like have Jimmy Butler did. I have to start off at DuPage, show mm-hmm. them that I can keep up academically, then get transferred. Yeah. Over. But I never followed up with them. I was like... So you never went to college for any of that stuff? No, I wish. I wish I went to college because... You still can do. You're young. I, I am. I am. Oh, right really? now, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I finished uh, real estate school. Nice. I want to get my broker's license. Nice. Then I want to get my associate's degree. Nice. Can I make it a degree in music? I don't know yet. I want a degree in something, though. I mean... Because degree in music is just so dreadful. It's, it's a long time. If I can give you some advice... Give me some, That's why I asked you, like, man. Because, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I would say... Because you are, you're so skilled in the arts already in music, like you're you're too many notches above the beginnings of people who go in. Not to knock that, but you just you just are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say do something in a field that can supplement good income and stability while you're following your passion and your dream. Exactly, that's why I picked up real estate. That's smart. I'm I like seriously, that's smart. Because like love real estate. a music degree is great, and I I support that. But that's like that's a different ballgame. If you want to yeah. be a classical musician, right. go into an orchestra. Yeah play in a big jazz band stuff like that you do that and that's something you you should start at like 18 go right into it you know right out of high school but since you already you already went to the school of hard knocks college of music which has been your experience through the Mm -hmm. voice through exactly through through everything you've done so much experience man exactly so you should just keep focusing on that by diddy to do revolt conference in 2018 wait wait wait, what yeah man diddy flew me out yeah he flew me out daddy yeah diddy yeah his revolt music (laughs) I just want to see how many different nicknames, and you're just like, uh huh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I love this guy, man. Yeah, <laughs> being flown out. Oh. Jeff Burrows, he's like, he's. I think he's the executive marketing guy for um, Def Jam right now. Wow. So what'd you do for for Diddy? I'm gonna just first name basis. Um, he Sean. Had like a, he had like a. <laughs> <laughs> he had like a thing similar to the voice, but it's like. You you are in the room with celebrities. You know, I had a room down the hall from different celebrities. Um, um, uh, they flew me out to Miami. I did the summit. I was in a room with Queen Latifah, Andre Harrell, anybody you could think of. Please tell me Jamie Foxx. 
No, Jamie. I don't wow. think Jamie was there that day. Uh, the you're gonna be the next Jamie Fox. I can see it. I mean, thank you. Said comedy is how you met he, he's, he's, your he's, your uh, your wife, right? He doesn't get the most. Re- uh, uh, credit. He acts. He sings. You act. You sing. Yeah. Physically fit. Exactly. Man, I'm looking at him. Yeah, and thanks, he's he's phenomenal. Oh man, he doesn't he's get a, credit. He's amazing. His house is dope. His barber <laughs> cut my hair for the boys. <laughs> No, seriously. That's I know that's just funny. You're just like, yeah, Jamie Foxx's barber cut my hair for the voice. Yeah, he did. He did. He was like, man, you know, you ever saw um Sleepless was it called Sleepless? The movie he did? What was Sleepless. it called? Sleepless. What was that movie he did when he was a, a cop? Vice? No. It was another movie where he was uh trying to save his son or something like that. I think it was Sleepless or something. I don't know. Jamie Foxx trying Look. to save his son, he's a cop. No, I got this. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah. I don't look up stuff unless it I was a to. scene where they were like <laughs> in a club. That was his house. That's how big his house is. Really? I think it was Sleepless. Jamie Foxx sleep. Try it. I'm look it up. up. Jamie Foxx Sleepless. Yeah. Jamie Foxx. He was filming it like during yeah, the time. I think you're I was right. It popped up. Jamie Foxx Sleepless 2017. Yep. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, man, that was that was cool. Man. So while we're here, you might as well name drop more things you've done. So you do the voice. Yeah. Alicia Keys picks you. Yeah. Puff Daddy flies you out to mm-hmm. Miami, you said? Mm-hmm. And what else? What else? Who else is picking you to do stuff? Oh, uh, the dream. You heard me sing. He's like, man, I got to contact that kid. He never contacted me. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to call people out. Who? He never he never contacted me, man. Um, I've done some music with FBG Duck. It was an artist. He's really, he was a rapper. He was really trying to pull his music out of the hood and be more on an international level. That's why we collabed and did a song called Dead and Gone. It just gave it paid homage to his brother that he lost and the brother that I lost in the street violence of Chicago. It was a it was a positive song. It's still I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. And he ended up dying. What's up? So FBG Duck, the guy I recorded that song with, he ended up dying in August, like a couple of months after we recorded it. Really? Song. How'd he pass yeah. away? He was shot and killed and um that was the that was him uh, down um what do you call that? Uh, by the Chanel store. Um, what do you call that area? By what? Northwest Hospital. Northwestern Hospital. North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Evanston. Nope. It was some. It's called something else. Um, it's like a. It's like a. Um, it's like a Rodeo Drive of Chicago. I don't know. If you give me more information, I might be able to guess. But I don't what know. What is that called, man? Not the Vermuda. Name like okay. You know how you have the Vermuda Triangle downtown Chicago, and then you have a. Another area. Like, just different neighborhoods? It's like they have different names for them. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. um, just look it up, man. <laughs> God damn it. But anyway. I don't even know what to look up. <laughs> he was, anyway, he was killed in like a prestigious area downtown. Okay. Yeah. So it was sad, man. He would have lived if the ambulance, the police wouldn't let the ambulance get to him. Why? I don't know. They considered him as a gangbanger. Oh, man. I've now, actually. Don't get me wrong. You know, he has those associations, but I just feel like. If someone is, you know, shot or whatever, they're a person. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. I I uh, I had a boss at UPS when I worked there. Or one did you work there at UPS? I worked there for seven years. What a yeah. degree! I was while I was going through college. That's what I did through what? college. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. I was doing DZ Records, playing music, yeah. working at UPS, and going exactly. to college. Yeah. Yep. A lot of stuff. Busy. Yeah. That's what, why, why, why I wasn't doing drugs and drinking. I was just focusing on that. I'm serious. I was so busy. That's I, me. I couldn't do it. That's there wasn't me, room for it, you know? That's me. Yeah. But um, yeah, I had a, a supervisor once, and he told me this story. He was an ex-game banger, Latin King, and he told me this story about a time he mm. got shot six times mm. picking up his sister from school, mm. rival gang. 
And uh, when the ambulance came there in the fire fire department, they were just sitting there debating if they should even save him or not, just because he's in a gang. They're like, we could just, you know, we could just let him bleed out, or should we bother? And I'm just, when you told me, I was like, oh my God. It's true. It's that, so messed that up. Was that case with him, man. So. Yeah. And you're, if you don't mind me asking, in your, your brother's case too, like. Well, him, he was wrongfully killed by the police oh in my 2009 God. before Trayvon Martin and all this stuff happened. Are you serious? Yeah. Was that before Trayvon Martin? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. I think that yeah. was before a, a, lot a lot of the of things that became the light in the last yeah. decade. Yeah, Riverdale is a known area in Chicago that's known for um, police brutality. I'm sorry to like hear that, that man. So life. you were a kid and you were 10? 11. 11? And he was just... Not saying my brother's innocent. Like, uh, And I respect the police. I was I was actually going to be a cop mm. at one point. So I was, remember I was telling you I was figuring myself out. Yeah. I don't have anything against the police. I think what they do is brave. I don't think they get paid enough. Yeah. One individual's um, demise does not represent the entire uh, mm-hmm. police force. I think we. I think it should be reconfigured and better trained, better resources, better, better mental health resources so they could be better mentally sound to yeah. make better decisions. Yep. It's a lot of things that can be reconfigured. I don't think it's working yeah. the way it is. It, is. it was rumored that the cop that killed him was like trigger happy on mm. drugs, straight from the army. How old was your brother um, at the time? 22. Wow. So he was twice your age, yeah. older brother, and was he was he in the wrong, wrong situations? Um, what, what basically happened was um, it was rumors in the neighborhood that he was... Uh, uh, carrying guns around and stuff like that. Um, and on this particular day, it was before Christmas, like the 21st, a couple of days before Christmas, he was getting some decorations or something like that. Walked to the gas station, uh, met up with his buddy, and I think the police were bothering him, and he was mouthing off to the police. And the police told him to stop, and he wouldn't stop. And then somebody called. This was, um, let, me, let me back up. So somebody called. He was walking to the store, right? It's two stories. First story is he was walking to the store, walking to the gas station, that gas station he was walking to was, was was getting robbed repeatedly. He was walking to that gas station in the daytime, not at night. In the daytime, around like one o'clock. What treats in Chicago is this on? Uh, this is uh, uh, 144th School Street is where they killed him. That was the, the way he took to the store. It was okay. a it was a ga- it was a, uh, a mobile on um, I forgot the street. Is that Holland or Riverdale. Robbins? Riverdale. Rape Rindale. Yeah, Riverdale. Okay. So he was walking to that gas station and whatever, and somebody got a call that a guy was walking around with an assault rifle. Oh. And it, them thinking it was him, you know, he mouthed up the police like, get the, you know, get out of here, whatever. So they they tell him, stop. He wouldn't stop. And I, I, I'm so mad at him right now. If I could talk to him, I would tell him, he should have just stopped. Mm-hmm. By him not stopping and trying to be so tough, he, he hated the police. He was known for fighting the police and crazy stuff like that. But he was a gentle giant. He was a big guy as well. So walking, they ordered him to stop. He wouldn't. Um, I guess he made the wrong movement. They thought he had a gun. Shot him nine times in the back. Nine times. And he ran through um, a lady's yard and he collapsed. And they beat him. He still moved after getting shot nine times? Still ran, yeah. He was a big man, huh? Yeah, he was a big guy. How tall was like he? Like 6'2 at least. Oh, man. And he was like big, like bones wise, like just big. He was a big dude. So sad. Yeah, man. But I, I, I'm so mad at him because if I could have told him anything that day, I would have told him, man, just, just stop, just, just listen. You mm. know. And he would still be it. You know. I sadly, it's such a like, not that story, but so many stories like that. Yeah. You hear. And it's so and it's so unfair because at first they said he had an assault rifle. 
where's the where's that where's it at? Yeah, if he had you it. could see an assault rifle on somebody. Then they said it was a revolver. So my dad went to the police station and said, "Okay, where's where's the where's the evidence on that? None. He had no weapon. And no, um, like no lawyers wanted to pick that up. They to- did. His his um, the mother of his child settled out in court for like two hundred thousand dollars. His mom got a hundred thousand, and she, my my brother's mom got a hundred thousand, and the mother of his kid got the hundred thousand that goes to my nephew when he turns eighteen. Mm-hmm. So, so he had a child. How yeah, old was his child at the time? Like one. Oh my God. No, he 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 was like eight months. So he just never Nine knew months. his never knew his dad. No. That's Nine. such a sad thing I hear too often. Yeah. Amongst the it black hurts. community in, in yeah. South Side of Chicago, West Side of Chicago. It hurts. East but Side of Chicago. But at the same time, we can't look at the system or whatever you want to call it and just blame oh white people, white people this, white people nah. We all have a choice. Mm. And it's sad to say, but when you're black, you have to make the right choices. You don't have room for error. And I'll, that's, that's I don't the, mean to say it like problem. this. <laughs> no, no. I mean, <laughs> you have you to know. be damn perfect. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. I live you it. You know. I live it every day. You live it every day. Every day, man. But it's no excuse. You, we, you, you but like c- the fact that it's the system is with the way it is where you even have to say that. Like, oh, I, got, <laughs> I, I got to play the game. It's man, like, you got, man. Yeah, it upsets me so much. It's just what it is. You know? It's. It's a broken system. Mm, yeah. It is. Like, yeah. there like there needs to be these moving parts. There needs to be something. I don't know what we call them. I don't know if they're called police officers, but there needs to be something to better guide when things aren't going right. Yeah. But they need better training. They should be paid better. They should have, they should have master's degrees in psychology, criminology. Mm. They, should, they should be trained physically. They should have, be way better at diffusing things. Like, they exactly. need more effort in there. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe you don't need to be doing everything. There needs to be different levels of this, different yeah. type of discourse. We need to legalize all drugs because it just yeah. creates a black market. <laughs> what? Yeah, illegal, legalize. Okay, all, all right. Here legalize me. all drugs. Hear me out. Hear me out. What, like crack. Yeah, hear me out. What the hell? Yeah, I know this is gonna sound crazy to you. You picking my brain? Right? <laughs> I'm bending your brain. Right there, you go. You're bending my brain. Now I'm all okay. What? Alcohol is legal, right? Yes. How destructive can alcohol be? Very destructive. I would rather be in a room with pot, pot smokers than alcoholics. Alcohol, I have single-handedly see it destroy lives. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be, it can be an awesome drug. It's mm-hmm. a drug, so much right. fun. What, what do you, what do you think makes it a drug? Anything that alters the chemistry in your brain, changes the neurochemistry. Goodness, that's that's a drug to that's me. That's my same answer. And alcohol is a hard drug, and it, mm-hmm. I've seen it kill people. I've seen it ruin lives. I've seen people go to prison because of drunk driving. I've seen it. Consume people and just destroy everything they have. Mm-hmm. It, I've seen it time and time again. As well. It does everything bad to you that mm-hmm. you don't want done to you. It hurts your organs, mm-hmm. hurts your blood, uh, empty it calories. Gout. It's bad. <laughs> What's up? Creates gout. Yeah. It's bad for diabetes, bad for heart disease, strokes. You name it. Alcohol can be the worst drug. Mm-hmm. And it's readily available and it's legal and anybody over 21 can get it anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Marijuana is now legal in a lot of states, probably soon to be federally legal, like everywhere. Mm. And that it's getting regulated. When you go to the store, you know how much THC is in it, how much CBD is in it, where it came from, what kind of hybrid. What I was going to get into that business because I don't, I don't smoke it. Or, that's so it's, it's good to get into a business when you so don't. Like, I was going to sell like THC wax, but I'm like, nah, because it's too much to, to right. go through to get your license and all that. So a lot of drugs are regulated. Caffeine's regulated. Mm. Sugar is all these things that are. So caffeine's a drug. Yeah, it is. What? It's a great. It is because it's addictive. Right? It's addictive. Man. It changes your. It alters the chemistry in your brain. Yeah. 
it gets you going in the morning. It's only I need it in the morning. Like I long for it. When I wake up, I'm like, yeah. I can't wait for that cup. Yeah. When you legalize <laughs> drugs, you take away mm-hmm. the incentive for the black market, for the for the cartel, for for gangs to be moving these drugs. Mm-hmm. You also take away the cutting of it and adding chemicals that shouldn't be in it, like or different other drugs that they don't know what's in it, like fentanyl, mm-hmm. which I know people that it's hurt and killed. Me too. Yeah, everybody too. does, and that's the problem. So you need to legalize it so you can keep it regulated and safe. Everyone knows what they're getting. If heroin is legal or if drugs are legal, are you going to go start smoking crystal meth because you can go buy it at CVS or at the store? No, you're not. You would know the answer. If it's legal or not, I'm just not fucking with it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm good. But the problem is if you make it legal and you have it at a place So you're where, saying if they make it... I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. You're saying if you make it legal and you use a certain... And they give you a certain percentage of it though not all you can like all you can whatever whatever you want to buy so what what it does is first of all it gets rid of the black market which is dangerous causes a lot of problems it gets rid of the incentive of of that violence for territory everything that comes along with selling drugs it's not a good thing also people are getting the best pure cleanest version of that drug which is safer you're not Mm -hmm. getting the dirty needles that they're getting on the streets when they're doing heroin you go to a location you can take your drug there, and you have a professional nurse or doctor, most likely a doctor. What's the point of taking a drug just to take it? So you can get your fix. It's going to also wean people out from doing it because it's like not. Sometimes the fun of it is just the fact that it's illegal and naughty and, and dirty. So and, it's a mental thing, you're saying? Oh, it's always a mental thing. Yeah. I mean, doing those types of drugs, you have a mental illness. If you're willingly going down the wormhole of being a meth addict or a crack addict or a heroin addict, that's not... It's not a good place, but you can take those drugs when they're pure mm-hmm. and they actually don't affect you that much if you do it smart and in the right way. Mm-hmm. Just like drinking. Mm-hmm. Just like drinking. Drinking mm-hmm. right now, I have enough bourbon upstairs in my room. We can kill ourselves with it. We can drink it until we die. Damn. We can do that tonight. <laughs> I'm serious. Right I'm serious. Tonight. <laughs> or, Five or being a mature adult, I can go and just have a glass of it and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So you can, having the freedom to do that, also, you get rid of a lot of people in prison, nonviolent crimes. People go into prison. You clean that up. You clean up the streets. It's safer now to do it. Addiction will drop. Violence will drop. People in prison will drop. The streets will clean up. The mm. drugs are cleaner for people who want to participate. You can regulate them better. You can keep it more organized. You know where pe- things are coming from. Mm-hmm. Other countries have done it, and it's worked really well. It's dropped a lot of issues like I'm talking about, addiction, violence. They have dropped a lot. It's safer. You're not no more overdoses because you can't. The harder drugs, the ones that can kill you easier, like heroin, maybe you can't take it home with you. Maybe you have to do it at the clinic, mm-hmm. and you just do it there, and you get your fix in the back, and a doctor, you know, administrates it to you, and bam, and you get your fix. But chances are, you might also need just mental health counseling. I need someone well, there if for do you. Do something like you know how they do sugar pills for people that they had a, they had a test where. They gave a lady, um, I think, real medicine. Mm-hmm. And, and gave a placebo. Another, uh, yeah, like sugar, like mm-hmm. water, is it water pills sugar or sugar pills? pills? Yeah. 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 And the lady with the sugar pills turned out better than the one with the medicine or something like that? Yeah, right? that'll happen. Now, most, mm-hmm. a lot of drugs can be psychological. They can be. Mm-hmm. It really can be. The placebo good, works man. really well. That's a hell of, that's a, that's a, that's a brain bending. Well, I, I'm having a guest on next week. That's Rob, crazy. who, uh. He's a, kind of an expert in the research of this and, and, and yeah. has written his dissertation and thesis on this type of study. So he's going to 
He's gonna have way more information about it than I will, and he's I need to much study more. With you guys, you see what I mean? I need to know this. Well, man. you got to like think about it. Like when alcohol was illegal from 1920 to 1933, prohibition in America, it was chaos. It created this organized crime syndicate. Al Capone, you know, Chicago. For some reason, we glorify it, but it was terrible what he did, and it created this underground black market of people making it, diluting it in bathtubs. It's dangerous. People cutting it with stuff. People were dying from it. Created crime. Violence, people going to prison for it. Why? Every time you make something illegal, this type of stuff happens. Look at marijuana. People have gone to prison for years or for life for mm-hmm. selling it or trafficking this plant that has been shown to be pretty magical and be kind of really good for certain people. Mm-hmm. If you have issues, health issues, pain, mm-hmm. why are you popping Tylenol when you can smoke a joint or take an edible and do the same, get rid of the inflammation, get rid of the pain, it doesn't really affect you at all. Mm. Like physically, it doesn't hurt you. Like mm-hmm. Tylenol, ibuprofen, that stuff's not good for your kidneys. It's not good for your liver. It's not good for your heart. Mm. Long-term use of it, which some people need because they're in chronic pain. Mm. So why are you making them take these pills that are regulated? You know what's in them I'm because glad they're legal. About this because the Nipsey Hussle, remember he was doing a documentary on pharma- pharmaceuticals and how Dr. Seb- Sebi, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Dr. Sebi. You don't know who Dr. Sebi is? I don't think so. This is the guy that, like, cured AIDS. Cured AIDS? Yeah, I think he cured HIV or something like that. AIDS or HIV. It's one of them. I think they're both kind of the same things, though. But well, kind of different. You get, I believe you get um, HIV. You, when you turn HIV positive, it eventually turns into AIDS. But if you can yeah. keep it at HIV, I think that's how you could stay alive. There you go. I believe. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. But um, he uh, he cured that with, with herbs, like you were talking about. Basically, like mm. plants. Weed plants and different things. I mean, yeah, it's just the plant. You know, yeah. I'd rather have something natural than something uh, synthesized in the lab, you know. Mm. And again, like when you make something illegal, it creates a lot of problems. Yeah. And people die, <laughs> like what happened to your brother or the mm-hmm. other person you mentioned, mm-hmm. because of these black markets and, and getting into drugs, being in the wrong neighborhood as a kid, it's your only way out is mm-hmm. to get into gangs or get into, you know, mm-hmm. selling drugs. It's what is normalized to you. It's like mm. your environment. It's what you know. And starting with fixing these these neighborhoods, bringing up the arts in them, giving people outlets to do stuff, sports, mm-hmm. community events, theater, music, art. Mm. I mean, it's something I didn't realize that was kind of a potential of DZ Fest is to like try to mm. raise money and do something better with it but I just for think people who need weird. it, you know? I think it's weird how most... Um, musical platforms own private prisons. Did you know that? Mm, what do you mean? Like, the people that sponsor BT, MTV, things like that, everything that does with black media, they own private prisons. They buy out little little prisons. Um, they buy them out to just so that they can have their prison rate at like 90% um, because they make more money. You, you follow me? Yeah, yeah. It's a business, sadly. It's a business, yeah. Messed up. And... So they own private prisons. And I think like the kind of music that they most music that I listen to the radio right now because most of the songs talks about how a rapper sold sold drugs or robbed people to get to where he's at or you know I just can't connect to that because that was not who I was and not what I was talking. Yeah. So it's like you know what I mean like rap, rap about something else. You know. But do that's, you do you feel like sometimes in in rap or hip hop like that can give the wrong totally I've image seen it. to people who don't know i've seen it like i have to tell my nephew i saw him on instagram doing this 
And I cur- throwing I, up a sign. Oh my god! I flipped on his ass. I said, "You don't ever do that again." I don't give. A, I don't. You gonna make me curse, right? I told him I don't give a fuck. Man, I was on his ass. Like that's not what we do. You're a kid. Stay a kid because gangbangers they will see you throw that up. That means something, and they'll kill you. They don't care that you're a kid. You don't want to be um, stereotyped. Right. Don't, don't ever do that. And if it's he can't sag around me, he can't he can't listen to certain music around me because kids don't have any business li- listening to that kind of music. Well, you might be an, a great influence for him. You know. I am, but I, you know. I am, man. I just, I don't live with him. And I try to, like, balance my influence because I'm not his dad. Yeah. You know, but if his dad ever got in my way, I would I would stand my ground because it's like, it's the benefit. It's going to help him. Yeah. It's going to help form who he's going to become. Because once they pass 10, or to me, 10, like 10 or 12, they're going to be who they're going to be, in my opinion. He's 12 right now. So I have to rearrange or or change redirect his his thought pattern. Yeah. Because he doesn't know. He's just, you know, cuz I talk about exactly. Yeah. He doesn't know. He's a baby. That's the sad part about this is a lot of the the violence and the crime and the gangs it happens at a young age you don't know any better. It's your formative years. You don't mm-hmm. you can't understand the repercussions of your decisions at that age. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times like do you ever watch the TV show The Wire? That was on HBO. Mm-hmm. Such a great show. What is it, it about? It's about the police the political political system and the gangs or and the the, the kids of Baltimore mm. in from 2001 to two, 2008 I think the show was 2006 great show every season focuses on a different thing but the show is a lot of the, the young kids the, I believe it's the third season focuses on the young kids mm. and how they get in the gangs and shows some of them dying it's so sad like mm. I watched the show I cried when I watched it because yeah. like it was so real so and I believe real. the guy who created it was an ex cop from Baltimore, so he knew was he, it was on. authentic. The show so on the nose with really the authenticity yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. And these kids, 10, 11, 12, slowly getting tricked into or played into being into a gang because they're easy to manipulate. Mm-hmm. And they don't know anybody. And they don't. their dad might not be around, the mom might not be around, and no one's around to say anything, to tell them they shouldn't, and mm-hmm. bam, it starts happening. Yeah. And it's the this, this world, but that world shouldn't, it doesn't have to exist a lot of people can do more things to make it to where people aren't pushed into these neighborhoods and no money goes into them to try to build them up. Mm-hmm. The school, the education system, again, the arts. So much money goes into other places like real estate and remodeling some skyscraper downtown instead of putting it into a neighborhood mm-hmm. like the west side of Chicago you know, mm-hmm. or the south side of Chicago or the east side where you can put more money there and bring it up, have a community center, have mm-hmm. softball team for the kids, have a, a rec center where music can be played, mm-hmm. free classes because it's paid for by the taxpayers. I don't but know. But to be honest with you, Ben, I just feel like time is the only thing that could, that could, I don't know how to explain it, man. I don't want to get too deep into it. No, get deep into it. It's an issue just deeper than that. Get deep into it. I'm going to put this mic by you. Get, <laughs> get closer. Get deep into it's it. A, it's an issue deeper than just... It's going to take more than just that. More than just money. It's, yeah, it is. It's a it's a repetitive cycle being taught. It all starts at home. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. if you don't have nobody to do what I did to my nephew and redirect your thoughts, you know... Yeah. Because in some kind of way, we can still contribute to our own demise, you know, by killing our brother, by killing our sister, by robbing our brother, by robbing our sister, 
You know, it's like we just spinning the spinning the real the wheel instead of jumping out of that that the hamster wheel and stopping it and mm-hmm. turning another. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I can't really it started, explain it. No man, it starts at home. It's a it's a it's an issue that's a mixed of a mixture a mixture of everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Because look at the Isaac Wright Jr. Uh, story. Did you watch that? It's called For Life. It's a series about a man who was targeted. He was a club owner who was targeted by a professional, uh, a professional um, criminal informant, mm. and they gave him life and tried to list him as a drug kingpin, and he wasn't. He he hired he had a club and he hired his buddies to run it, and they were trafficking drugs out of his establishment. He didn't know to the extent of what they were doing, but he kicked one guy's ass like, "Hey man, it's not what I'm about. Don't do that around here again." And the guy told him he wasn't selling drugs anymore. But uh, I think one of, uh, like a, a rich commissioner or something like that, his daughter was there. She overdosed off of the drugs that his um, his guys were selling. She overdosed. So um, I think like a district attorney took it in his power to use Isaac Wright Jr. as a pawn to appease um, that rich commissioner or something like that, whatever he was. was it? I don't know what he was, but mm-hmm. something political. Um, just to get his his backing to create an ally, an alliance. I'm sorry, an alliance, right? Mm-hmm. So they sent him to jail. Um, he was wrongfully convicted. He spent seven years in jail. Um, and in those seven years, he became a lawyer behind bars. Mm-hmm. And seven years, it took him seven years to get a retrial. I, no, no, I think it took him not, it took him, no, I think it did take him seven and a half years to get a retrial. He's released in like nine and a half years. Wow. Yeah. So about a decade of his life just gone, gone like that. Mm-hmm. Our that's a whole another story. Our prison system is yeah. terrible. Yeah, man. It's terrible. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything good for anybody. It doesn't rehabilitate. How do you? How can you be rehabilitated? Rehabilitated when you come out and you have a brand on your back and your forehead called felon, ex-convict, mm-hmm. and you can't get a job anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything. When I worked at Subway, my first job, yeah, back back in 06, uh, Subway, my first job, mm. everyone that was there, if you weren't like 16 or 17, like the only job you can get, mm. they were ex-convicts. So you either were an ex-convict or you were 16 years old. And I became manager and everyone underneath me mm. either was 16, 17, or they, were, mm. they went to prison before because they couldn't work anywhere else. Mm. And these people were broken by the system. They couldn't mm. get ahead in life. They couldn't make enough money to go buy a house or rent an apartment. Mm-hmm. And because of that and the way they had lived, their credit wasn't good, so they couldn't mm-hmm. even rent an apartment. Like, everything about it was just boom, boom, just breaking them down. Mm-hmm. And when you're broken down that much and you just feel worthless, what do you do? You use all the easy stuff, like mm-hmm. black market, treat work, doing stuff mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. But since you already are a felon, Man. now when you get caught again... Boom. Exactly. Way more trouble. That, that lifestyle is not. I've I've lived a little bit of that lifestyle, man, and it was, it was so hard. How did you? So what got you on this path of getting out of there? Like who you were saying? Like who was around for you when you were nine, ten, eleven? Those years that it could be kind of no one. My brother was dead. Yeah, I didn't have anyone. <laughs> so what? How did you stay on the right path in the areas you were in? You said your first day of school, some kid punches you in the face. It's like yeah, that so- didn't happen to me. Yeah, you know that doesn't happen yeah. out here like that. It brought on out to ego a wall, someone that I created. You know, very, wait, say that again. It, it it brought on like an alter ego that I created. Oh, okay. A tough exterior, you know what I mean. And 
I had this mentality where I was going to get you first. And I was going to do anything to, to prove that I, I wasn't weak. Because I felt weak at this moment. You know, mm -hmm. I just lost my brother. Yeah. That was like my strength. I felt weak. I didn't really know who I was. I was insecure about myself. I just wanted to fit in. So, like, I would do anything. If I got to beat some kid up and take his lunch, I'll do it. If I got to make inappropriate comments in class, I'll do it. Like, I, I was just that guy for a little bit. You know, because my story is not just roses and flowers. You know what I mean? It's, I've, right. I've been through every phase of life, and I, I'm, I'm grateful because I got to see. I'm just so glad I got to see every side of it, and I'm so blessed that I made it out of it. I'm, it, it was one yeah. night I had fought like three guys at once. I called myself like gangbanging, <laughs> fake gangbanging in the suburbs, man. And I beat like three guys up at once. So he was like, all right, come back and fight us again. So this time me and my guys, we, we went back before we, um, thinking we were going to fair fight again. And bullets started flying. And I was caught on a Vidoc like this. The guy had a gun to me like this. And I closed my eyes. And all I heard is pow, pow, pow. And the bullets, the bullet hit a guy running, one of my friends running on a bridge this way. And that was like um, a freak experience for me. Because it was like, whoa, that was supposed to be me. And from that moment on, I changed my life. How old were you when that happened? Like 14. Oh my God. No, 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 no. I had caught, still in the car, like 15. But I wasn't charged for that. Uh, they just counted it as joyriding because I was so young. Um, That's now you got lucky. I got so lucky, man. So you're like, we'll call it 15 years old, yeah. and someone's pointing a gun at you mm -hmm. under a Vidoc. Mm -hmm. It's dark. It's nighttime? No, it's daytime. Daytime. <laughs> daytime. Where is this at? What, what area? Um, like 164th, and uh, I want to say, oh, is it Hostad? Hostad. 164th. You know what Markham Skating Rink is? Yeah. Uh, behind there. And like a month after that, I was supposed to be with a group of my friends, and they all got shot on that same street. All of them got shot. Everybody. They got shot like in the ass, in the bottom of their what, feet. Why are they getting shot in by? In their pinky. Our, the rival the rival gang or the rival neighborhood. What gangs were these? It was like stupid gangs, man. Stupid like, stuff. um... Like Harvey Boys. Oh, my God, and then yeah. we, were, we were like uh, AVK, like anybody killer. It was so stupid. It's crazy. You're like smiling it was while like you're dumb. talking about your friends getting shot. I mean, they got shot in like weird-ass places. <laughs> but still, and, like, and I know if that's I not there, the stories I have with my friends at 15. I know. I like know, I'm right? building the DZ. Exactly. Like, like a clubhouse for my friends to hang out with. And I live like a double and life. And you're like getting yeah. shot at having guns pointed at you. Like, yeah. do you see? By choice. The, I didn't have to do that, man. Yeah, but it's by choice, but, like, you don't understand your decisions at that age. No, you, you don't. don't. No. You know what I'm saying? So, like, everyone has a choice, but, like, the choices change with, as you get older. That's why, like, when kids make mistakes, even the mm -hmm. legal system's like, well, it was joyriding. Yep. But you steal a car now, it's not joyriding. You're going so, to prison for 10 years. Yeah. You know, or whatever it is. And like, the only reason they didn't count it as car theft is because, or what was it, Grand Theft Auto? Because yeah. Because... I, I, the person car we took, we knew. <laughs> oh my god! So they just came in, uh, got that car from. The so town. you were, you weren't joking. You you went through that that world. Oh yeah, the streets yeah. and doing those types of things that I didn't have to do, man. But but when god when did you? Me. What made you get out of it? And that, how that day? That, that day, day, I um um 
I just looked up at the sky because we had to wait for the ambulance to come um, after he was shot. You know, the bullet traveled to his heart. So if he had a mood, we moved him in the wrong direction. He passed out on top of a police car. It was so weird. We thought the police were shooting because it was a cop car parked. Mike. It was a cop car parked on the bottom of the bridge during this time. You know, that whole day was just so weird. And we stayed there all day, all night, because the ambulance couldn't move him. They had to, like, um, I think they did something to him right then and there because the bullet was so close to his heart. He kept saying, my, I can't feel my my, uh, my chest is burning. Like, he was like, my chest is burning. And we could see the hole in his back. He took We took his shirt off, which we shouldn't have done. We should have left him down. We took his shirt off. He collapsed on the police car, the hood of the car. He was like, it's so hot. It's so hot. I can't see. He's like, I can't see. And I thought he was going to die right there. That was that was awful. And man. he didn't die? No, he lived. But, you know, if he would have sneezed, he'd have been dead. Did this change any of your buddies, your friends? Did, did Hell stuff no. like They didn't change any of that? No, it changed me. You're the only one? I, I looked up at the sky that night, and the sky was like purplish-orange. And... I felt such a stillness. I just knew God was speaking to me because I felt like, even though I was with all these groups, it was like 20 of us, I felt alone by myself. And just I just saw my life flash before me. And I was like, this couldn't, that should have been me. I never put myself in this situation again. That was the most scariest thing I've ever been through. And I'm like, nah, not me. Man, and you're 15 years old. Yeah. That should not be happening to people. Yeah. You should not be in those types of situations. That's what happens when you when you try to be cool, man. Think think it's cool. Because it's really not cool. But like all you had was stuff people doing that before you. That's what mm-hmm. you see in those areas. That's mm-hmm. your, that's like what you look up to. Yeah. You know, and it's like what you were saying with that was, the, that's what's glorified. Five. Yeah. Let's say that. That's what's glorified. It's put on this pedestal, yeah. Yeah. So kind of like what you're saying about the gang, the, the 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 rap and the hip hop music. You're saying like sometimes it's it's sending the wrong mm-hmm. message, and I could see like a lot of those artists, they're just expressing it. what they went through, mm-hmm. right? But well, most of them didn't really go through that. No, they, they came from like suburban homes, like I did. My parents worked; they were honest people, married. I was I had a, I had a fantastic childhood. That's nothing I've wanted for. It's nothing I've went without I've had everything you just were doing the wrong stuff mm-hmm. wrong yeah. I mean it's still like, like mistakes taught me yeah mm, and then you went to live out of after, nobody not everybody makes it out of their mistakes you know what I mean mm-hmm. and me I had the best of both worlds you know um, I was going to hang out no offense when I say this with my white buddies on this day and with my black buddies, I was going on this. You know what I mean? It was, I had the, I had, I've seen every aspect of life. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So it was like, at that point, I was trying to see, I was trying to get a taste of, okay, what's this about? What's that about? What's, the, okay, I like this better than this because this over here is stressful. I don't know if I'm going to live if I stay over here. So let me go over here. Well, let me keep it in, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that you learned a lot from a lot of different people by yeah, doing that. I've met a lot of people, man. Yeah. White, black, Hispanic, everything. But doesn't it just, it teaches you, like, man, at, at our core, we're just humans. Mm-hmm. We want to have fun. Mm-hmm. We want to sleep. We mm-hmm. want to live. We want to eat. We want to have camaraderie. Mm-hmm. We want to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. We want to 
fall in love. Mm-hmm. We want to have children mm-hmm. or not. We want to travel. I just want one daughter. That's it. And just one daughter. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we just want the same things. But yeah. for some reason, because of a skin hue, a skin color, it just complicates everything. It has such a history of violence and destruction. It does, man. And but it's me, so sad. I'm, a, I'm such a positive person. I don't really see color, man. Um, even though they see, some people may see color, but I just feel like I'm so determined to be successful. I don't really care what's in my way. I'm going to knock it down. Mm. Not physically, but mentally. Yeah, yeah. No more physical knocking yeah. down. When's it? So you stopped getting in fights and stuff like in high school then? I really got into fights. And nobody wants to fight me. <laughs> I've never been in a fight in high school. Okay, so it was Everybody more... heard stories about me. I was like 15 beating up grown men. Okay. You know what You're I mean? a big boy. Yeah. Tough boy. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I beat up a guy. He was like 23. He was cursing at my mom. My mom was trying to help him find his bus, his bus pass. He was like, I know where I put my shit. I was like, hey, man, stop cursing at my mom. You know, I'm not, I wasn't raised like that. You could, I was raised where you couldn't be in the same room as adults, let alone curse at an, at a, at an elder. Mm-hmm. My my father, he raised me in like a militant way. A lot of his ways I have. My father doesn't smoke or drink. You know, he goes to bed at this time. He wakes up at this time. He orders his steps. He's, he saves. I was like, Pops, you drive the same car. You've driven the same car since I was born. Like, why do you do that? He was like, because I own this car. He was like, it's a Bentley to me. I don't know why. I'm like, why? He's like, because it's mine. That, that's just who my dad was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, where was I at? Your dad was. Oh, you're talking about like the way you, you, were, you, you got in a fight with this guy on the bus or your mom was helping this guy and he was yeah, disrespecting yeah, yeah. So your he, mom. He, right. So he lost his bus pass. So I was raised about respect. You know, respect was, was very big. I, my teachers never can say I, I disrespected them because mm-hmm. that was a no-no. I got in the way with a lot. But disrespecting an elder is something I got whooped for. It was it was no exception. So it was like, you couldn't curse at my mom. Can't do that. It's the same thing with me. No exception for you because it wouldn't be one for me. If you don't stop cursing my mom, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And that's what I did to him. I kicked his ass. <laughs> yeah. So you, you've been in a lot of different altercations throughout your life. Not a lot. A couple more than me. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, I got like there's none under my a belt. A couple, man. I had to beat a couple guys up, man. <laughs> a couple two tree guys. I'm not violent. That's not who I'm. You don't seem like it. You probably mm-hmm. you you matured a lot growing up out of that. Yeah, I was just goofy and silly. Now it's for self defense. That's the only time you should probably yeah, use violence. Man, but I don't want to fight nobody. I don't want to fight. I'm saying if, if you I... had to self defense. Yeah, I, and I still don't. I still don't want to hurt nobody. No, I don't, I don't either. Never. I, my heart's too big. My heart is like way too big to see someone hurt. Even if you wrong me, I'm the kind of person where I just feel like life is gonna gonna work itself out. It's gonna get you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, some people call it karma. Some people call it yeah call destiny. Some people call it fate. Some people call it yeah this existence. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't agree with violence or fighting. I think it should only be done if you have to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. But I could never do it. No, and yeah. it doesn't really help because, like, at the end of the day, you you beat up the person now. Mm-hmm. That's not going to make them like you more. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to think that they were still right mm-hmm. in some way and they didn't deserve that. I mean, it doesn't really work. Nah. Just just like the yelling back and forth with skin color doesn't work, yeah. political systems it doesn't work, mm-hmm. 
different countries, it doesn't really work. Yeah, man. I just but, learned. I just learned to play chess. Really? Yeah. I love chess. Like not literally. I mean, like. Oh. Metaphorically, <laughs> I just learned like to play chess in certain situations. <laughs> I was like, Are we gonna play chess after this? Like. Nah, man. I want to learn. Do you know how to play chess? No. Nah, Can I, I teach this? you? Of course. Hell I'd yeah. love to teach you. Yeah, man. You, I'm gonna hit you up. Like, yeah. You, you gotta tell me when you're free, man. I'm, that's that's one of the things I we'll want to figure get. it out. I want to learn Spanish. I've learned a little bit of Spanish. Me like, too. I work with like Spanish guys and um, we would like be on a delivery truck and they would ask me, they would say, um, um, I think they would say something. I would, they would, would, I would, I would go to the door and knock on the door for the customer. And then he'll say, um, I forgot what he would ask me, but my, like it was something like he would ask me if someone opened the door in Spanish, then my response would be, um, um, alguien abrió la puerta. Somebody opened the door. Mm-hmm. So I learned like little things like that. My yeah. grandfather is Belizean. He tries to teach me Spanish, but it's so broken up. I, he doesn't, it's hard for him to teach me because he it's speaks like, Spanish. It's slang. Yeah, he's, he's Belizean. He's from Belize. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. On which side of the, your family? On mom's side, dad's side? My mom's, yeah, my mom's family. So your mom is half Belize? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Keep just learning so much about you. Yeah, man. I'm, That's right. I got right next to stories. Mexico, so I got a lot of stories, man. You do. I have a lot. I of mean, you've stories. lived a very nope. There go the headphones. Again, you've lived yeah. a crazy life. I have a peanut head. You lived a, <laughs> <laughs> you, you've lived have, a really man. wild life, man. Yeah, I have. at such a young age. Yeah, that's probably why you're so so wise. Yeah, you are. A lot of hurt, man. A lot of hurt. A lot of. I could have been further than where I am if I had to humble myself and if I had to open my mind. If I had to. Learn, been willing to learn. You're pretty far for your age, I'd say. I do okay. <laughs> I think you are. I think you've accomplished a lot of things, and you're yeah, you're I'm so grateful. young, dude. You're gonna keep yeah. doing this, and like you're yeah. so smart about this. Like your your really rough experiences that you were the stories mm-hmm. you told, the your brother, mm-hmm. the violence, the gangs, the, sh- the gun pointed at you, stuff mm-hmm. that 15 year olds should not be. Nobody should be going through. Mm-hmm. No, at any age. Mm-hmm. And everything else in between, um, going, getting flown to L.A., doing the mm-hmm. voice, the nerves, yeah. people who are of the highest profession in, in, in being a musician, ca- yeah. like calling you by name, like these things, yeah. Puff Daddy flying to Miami, like these things are yeah. huge at a young age. Yeah, what yeah. a weird transition. And so weird. It's man. crazy. And I still don't understand it. It's like I want to, um, I'm creating a movie about my mom's life, but it's really about me. Mm. But it's through my mom's eyes because her story is, you know, breathtaking. You know, she was a single mom at 16. Oh, wow. Had her first house by 19. Not wow. apartment, but house at 19. Um, was able to have be 27 years old and get a, a MBA uh, with a concentration in, in accounting. Wow. You know I mean? so, That's hard. And it took her 10 years to get that. Wow. Yeah. Mom's a strong person. Yeah, very strong. So you see where I get it from. Yeah. She's like the, my backbone. She's your beacon. Yeah, man, because like I have to follow in her steps. Mm-hmm. You know, she she battled like every adversity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There it is. Being 16, having to go to a, a kind of like an alternative school because you're pregnant. And this is back in what, the 80s? Yeah. Well, way yeah. worse. Yeah, being talked down to by her mom. Like you never be nothing. You know, you're pregnant at 16, you know. And she overcame all of it. She was the most successful person in our family. Wow. She had houses and baby mansions way before anybody in my family. So. 
I'm glad you had that. That yeah. that probably was the thing that kept you grounded through all of oh, this. Yes. Oh yes. My parents, man. <sighs> that was I couldn't have picked anybody better than them two. You know. Parents can be they can be overlooked sometimes of how yeah. important yeah. they are in a kid's life. Hell yeah. You know, when you're the stuff you were going through, again, mm. what happened with your brother, the areas you were in. Mm. To have two parents there in some way, shape, or form is mm-hmm. priceless. Yeah. It speaks volumes, you know. It's a lot of kids yeah. don't have parents around or they only have one out the other. Mm-hmm. Or they are around but they have drug issues and they're not mm-hmm. actually involved in the kid's life. The kid mm-hmm. has no guidance. Yeah. You can't make rash decisions or you can't make rational decisions. You start making rash decisions at ten, eleven when no one's telling you not to. Mm-hmm. That's a really crazy age for some boys. Mm-hmm. Like twelve, like mm-hmm. when you start going through puberty and you start getting bigger. Start getting yeah. crazy, want to try weird stuff. Like something happens to your mind. Like I was just looking at old videos of myself. I was just so lost trying to figure out who I was. I didn't even know what life really was. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know the possibilities. I know the voice would be a possibility for me. Yeah. I didn't know that music would be a possibility for me. I didn't know that it would take me this far and get me here to DZ Records. Oh, man. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know that it would make me meet Joe Sarita and allow me to meet the dream, you no know, Diddy, you know, and working with more artists, or mm-hmm. I just didn't know. I thought my life would have ended on that bridge that day. Oh man, yeah. I'm I'm really glad it didn't. Man, you. <laughs> I'm I know I'm like man, because I'm I just see what you've done and yeah. where you're going, and I know how much yeah. great thing like you have 50, 60 year career ahead of you, like you your whole yeah. life. Because when you do something you love, you can do forever. Oh, I forgot to tell you. You know, I'm working on a series called The Horizon. What's that? It's a, remember I was telling you it's my story through my mom's eyes. Yeah, yeah. Because her life is just and my dad's life as well. You know, he grew up in Virginia, West Virginia. He's from the South. You know, where he was you know, still picking cotton. You know, wow. He didn't, he didn't really? Go to school. Yeah, his, his father was like a sharecropper, so um, he had to stay at home with his mom. His sister, brother, and sisters and sisters would take turns staying out of school to help them pick cotton. And to help them pick pick crops and stuff like that. And his shoes were run down. Yeah, one pair of shoes. So he came from literally nothing. Nothing. Just absolute nothing. Yeah, he has some crazy stories. And I'm wow. gonna tie that all into this series called The Horizon. And you're gonna you're gonna write it? Yeah. And direct it or Yeah. Wow, and you're gonna start it too? It's so hard for me because I can start from so many angles. Um, like I wanted to start from my mom being fourteen, um, listening to the radio, in like a in, a, in like a um, in an co- apartment complex, mm-hmm. um, where, in, in the city where she grew up, mm-hmm. and it's in the eighties. And she has like her barrettes in her hair, mm-hmm. and she because she sang as well. And it was and it's gonna start with her being like a musical artist and singing along, you know. Um, to the music and her mom telling her turn that down and get ready for school you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then it's gonna st- and it's gonna be like a scene where she's gonna be on her way to school but when her mom turns the corner to go to work she goes to hang out she doesn't go to school mm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, so yeah I wanted to start like that and also her father her um, her the, the guy that raised her he was a pimp really yeah. your mom's father yeah he was a pimp is that your, your grandfather like Biological? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, Chicago? Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's got to be rough. Yeah. He 
He's a pimp. So I wanted to tell that story as well. Got some stories to tell. Yeah. So that's why I want to write a series called The Horizon. Are you going to try to self-produce it or pitch it to somewhere to get the funding? Pitch it. Pitch it. I'm going to pitch it. Okay. Whoever wants to collab with me can. I'm not saying, oh, get away, get away. I'm happy to help in any way. Yeah, let's do it, man. I know a guy. His name is Jackson. Uh, Joe Sarita knows him. He does film production. Awesome. So I want to, you know, as much help as possible to pitch it. Mm-hmm. Whatever I need to do, man, let's do it. If I can help with any sound design, foley work, Come any on, type man. of, you my go-to guy. Let me know. <laughs> Come on, man. Let me know. We're locked in. So, what, what do you think about it, though? Is it be that, something you're interested? Interested? Yeah, in? that sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, you got a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you. That's the most the most important part of any film, television, concept, record, anything like that is the story, and your story is unique yeah. and heavy, emotional. Mm-hmm. You can connect. It's real. It actually mm-hmm. happened. People enjoy things that actually happen because it grounds you as a human. It makes you connect to people, makes you sympathize, mm. makes you care, brings you together. People mm. people enjoy authenticity in any facet, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think you should do it. And you got time. I mean, you're young. Take your time yeah. with it. Heck but yeah. you should pitch it yeah. and help and get as many people. I'm going to write it first, man. I don't know how, when I'm going to stop or start it and how, to, how I'm going to put me in there, you know, but I'm going to put me in I there. I could see you starring... Directing, producing, writing, singing. You're doing the main yeah. theme song for it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. dope, man. How did you know? That's what I want to do. Yeah, man. That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly my idea of it. You know, so I can't wait. Man, I, got, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, but you're you're young. Take your time with it. Oh yeah. It sounds like you're uh, like the biggest thing you you've ever done. So like work at it. You know. Yeah. Even you can make the the, the soundtrack for it. You know, mm. a record. Mm-hmm. Are you working on a record right now? Man, I got a lot of work. I've released a, a record called Lambo. Right, um, right, right. How long ago was this, man? This was it was like, in the summer, right? Yeah. Because like I, I shared it when you sent it to me. Yeah, yeah Lambo, man. yeah. So it was the summertime. I released, I released that. And I'm, I got half of my album done. Uh, me and my manager had to work out some issues. So it was like some stuff we couldn't release. But now that we got those issues situated, we're um, getting back on track, putting out content. Um, because I wanted my streaming numbers to go up. No, I want my before you view my song before I drop it. I want my streaming to be, because everything's about it's everything's digital now. It's not like how it is in the old days. Yeah, everything in life is all about numbers. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Everybody wants to be around a guy with the most numbers, the most this, the most that, the highest. It's all about numbers. The most money is numbers. Everything is with numbers. You know what I mean? Even so, the way we measure our intelligence is a number, <laughs> and an IQ test. You know, numbers. It's all about numbers. It's our obsession with trying to quantify. Our existence. We want mm. answers. It's mm. an obsession we have as humans. That's, That's why when you get into the arts, people get all weird. So people yeah. don't want to put funding in it. Government, mm. education, the Board of Education. Like, uh, you can't quantify art. And mm. that's where people get lost because it's the in-between of things. It, mm. it doesn't have a yes or no answer. Do you like it? Does it get to you? Mm-hmm. Is it expression? Is it not? There's. We look at this artwork here. Does it make you feel something? Does it not? Everyone's going to give you a different answer Man, what this does to them, you know? I think this is the best, best portrait I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, I, I, it gave me chills. It's gorgeous. It's 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 amazing. The shadows are great. Man. The color. I love the fact the strawberry is such a is beautiful thing. Is she in school thing. for this? I don't know. She should be doing something. He said, I don't it. know. I just, I randomly saw her. What? Excuse me. The guests that come on this podcast... And the artwork I display, there's no rhyme or reason other than when I see it or meet someone, and I see I see that 
talent, that drive, hmm. that a skill, that ability, that that creativity, that mindset. I'm attracted to it, and I, I want I want to talk to that person. I want to have their artwork here. Mm-hmm. I don't have to know a lot about it. It's just it's it says something to me, and I'm like that person's got something, or at least I appreciate it more. I think others might too, you know. So mm-hmm. I just I randomly saw it on Instagram on a, on this coffee shop that I've been to and follow, and she's mm-hmm. a barista there, and I was like, hey, mm-hmm. Jasmine, you wanna have your artwork here? You know? She's a barista. Mm-hmm. Who draws like that? Paints like that. Paints. I'm sorry. Paints. No, no, you're good. <laughs> yeah, I think paint is harder than drawing. I not. I haven't done enough of it, but I'm not skilled enough at either, so I don't know. Because it's like with shading, you can correct certain things, but with painting, you can barely one little thing can 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 turn it off, man. I, I took some I took some classes in um, in high school mm. about oil painting. Okay, you know the teacher would have us start upside down. Mm. You know what I mean? Hmm. From dark to light. That's how she described it. You know, that's amazing. It looked like. Somebody took an actual photo, or I can reach out and touch that person. I want those people who are watching, because that's crazy. We're talking about this right here, and that's, that's a self-portrait of her. That's her right there. And I like, I like that. It's such a, such an artist thing to do to do a self-portrait, but block your face, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, right. like uh, being humble. I don't like, think I can draw my exactly being you know, humble. Yeah, that's another good quality. As yeah, a, as a, I'm, I'm a, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like when I to get so like a lot of people ask like oh how do I like play DZ Fest and stuff or or do a session here play a yeah. show and it's like oh, yeah. honestly I just at most people have played it's someone I like have met I want to have a good interaction with them see them for who they are mm-hmm. a humble person a good per- I want them to be a good person mm-hmm. I want this place and and that yard filled with good people who have good intentions and not not because of numbers yeah, you just said something very important too. That's another thing that changed in my music. I want you to feel. <coughs> I want you to feel when you're listening to my music. I want to make you feel something. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, like, gotta feel that vibe, you know? Yeah. 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 Music. And like, that's why I asked you to play. Like, the, yeah, the thanks, I think I only met you once or twice before you played. It felt like I've known you for 10 years, man. Well, we, we're on the same wavelength, I think. Definitely. Age doesn't Definitely. matter, skin color doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. No. Geographical placement doesn't matter. Yeah. It's what's in here that matters. Yeah. Hell you know, yeah. always. You messed my head up with that legalizing drug thing. Like, damn. <laughs> You're back onto that. That's crazy. Like, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It, it makes sense. I never thought of Other it countries way. have done it and the results are profound. Wow. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say much more on it because I'm going to have an expert on next week to talk about it. So check out I'm that. I'm tuning in. Hell check yeah. out that one. You might, yeah. I'm going to learn something. Damn. You're going to learn something. Hopefully a lot of other people learn something. This guy knows what he's talking about. So, What do you think music is going to be like 50 years? Not not 50, it's too many years. What do you think music, music is going to be like 10 years from now? 10 because years from we, now? We've run through every single phase. I feel like the best phase of music is, is the Prince era, the Michael Jackson era. You know see, I mean? so an interesting about that is, you're talking about the 80s, mm-hmm. mid, mid to late 80s, mm-hmm. that's because... That's relative to our existence in our time. Mm-hmm. You go back in time, a hundred years ago, people were thinking big band jazz or classical music was the best thing ever. Anything mm-hmm. new coming out, like you know, the new blues or mm-hmm. the new type of swing or the new type of um, rock and roll in the fifties, it's always you. People <coughs> are afraid of change. Mm-hmm. It's not relative to them. It doesn't vibe with their social and pop culture status or where they are. 
So you kind of start to like, it's why your parents are like, ah, oh, you guys listen to garbage. And then now we're like, oh, these kids listen to garbage. It's the same thing over and over again. Those gaps just keep getting smaller and smaller because there's so much more content. Mm-hmm. I love all types of music. I think Prince, Michael Jackson, um, Sunhouse, B.B. Uh, King, uh, The Beatles, anybody from any era, Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. music now. Mm-hmm. I love all of it because it's this interwoven web of the fabric of creativity that's just pulled from every culture, mm-hmm. every heritage, every ethnicity, every religion, every language. Music is expression, and it's natural in all of us. Birds sing. Animals sing. They, music is how we communicate. We use rhythm to keep track of stuff. That's why we're obsessed with numbers as humans. Mm-hmm. And we use melody because it's how we communicate with our larynx through our voice. Mm-hmm. You put uh, those together. Our, what? our ly- larynx. The, it's in our throat. It's how larynx. Larynx. There you go. The, I was saying larynx, wasn't I? Yes, you were. I'm sorry. I Thank teach, you for. You're the singer. Yeah, I teach my students that all the time. So yeah, you're right. I love larynx. But go ahead. It's, larynx. It's really, you're right. It's really good. So you put those together. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. And you get this wonderful thing we call music, and it's never ending. There's never people want again. You want to quantify stuff, so we say like, well, there's this genre. There's that, that genre. There's indie. There's hip hop. There's rap. Well, it's like this. It's more like alternative rock. It's all fine. Like mm-hmm. they all are going to intersect, and you're going to keep getting stuff building up on on each other. And we're going to get new genres we never thought were possible because of new technologies. Mm. I'm scared of those new genres, man. Like yeah, but you can keep doing yours, and you can couple it with other things, and you can go places right. with it. Exactly. And you can mix and match things. It's really cool. And that's what I'm kind of doing now. Um, I'm take. I can't tell my secret, but. Let's just say, in order to begin with the new, I take from the old. Mm-hmm. I'm making sense. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm using that as a template. That's it's what most people do. Yeah, man. You you can never guess my favorite song. Your favorite song? All right, here we guess go. Guess my favorite song. Give me one hint. Maybe say the decade it's from. Think the 70s. Think the 70s. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Hmm. Let's get it on by, by Marvin Gaye. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. It was sang by three guys. Three guys. Three country singers. I'll tell you that. Really? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. My country music. I was a highwayman on a golf course. I did ride sword and pistol on my side. Dun, 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 Who's, I don't know if I know this. It sounds a little familiar. I think it's Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Somebody else, man. It's two other guys. But I remember Johnny Cash. And you love that song. I love it, man. I listen, I listen to it every day when I work out. Really? Can you it. sing it again? Sing it RJ style. Give me the, <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want the voice here. I wouldn't change it. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I wouldn't change it. I want, I want your interpretation, <laughs> randi- your rendition. Use your <laughs> larynx you know, do you, to do it. <laughs> larynx. I said that. <laughs> oh, my God. Larynx. Did you, did you know my real name has a rand in it? Guess my real name. Your real name? Mm-hmm. Rand. Randy... That's my dad's name. Okay. So you said there's a Rand in it? Yeah. So think of it like this. Robert, Bob stems from Robert. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, John stands from John, Johnny, right? Jonathan. Jonathan. There you go. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Tony stems from Anthony. Yeah. So Randy stems from Rand... Randall. Yes. Randall? Yeah, Jamal Collins. 
Jamal Collins. Yeah, it's an awful name. But I'm gonna I like him. Randall. I'm gonna name my son the same thing. Like Randall's like you show up to school with glasses and a vest and you're like, hey, I'm Randall. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks hey, for I'm only saying it because that's how I showed up to school with what? suspenders and I was the biggest goofball. So no, I get it. No, you weren't, man. No, I, you weren't. I, I really was. <laughs> it's okay, man. You I, I, I didn't care. I didn't, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I didn't care. <laughs> I love, I think the words people use to describe someone that is on the fringe of things, mm. I embrace those words. I think it's great when someone calls someone a dweeb, a nerd, a goofball, mm. weird, mm. You know, whatever. It's like, all right. I was so weird. Those man. words are terms of endearment to me personally. Yeah. yeah. You know? Hell yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't I see was, the problem I with it. I was so weird, man. I was the weirdest kid thinking about it. But, but yeah, man. So Mo- Most artists are perceived by the general public as being weird. I know I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very, 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 especially when it came to girls. All the girls. What like do you mean? Me. I was just so weird. I was so social. Did you say awkward. all the girls like me? They loved me, but I was so... I was so socially. That doesn't sound that bad. Of a thing. <laughs> but I was so socially awkward. They think I wasn't interested, and nothing would happen. Nothing would transpire, man. So they were probably into you though, because they saw you were like a good person. I was cocky. <laughs> I, I told you I built up like a okay. So you've a, changed. Ego. You've I've changed. Cha- yeah, I'm. I'm the me now. A lot of people say, "Man, you've grown. Man, you've this is totally different from where I used to be." Yeah. Like way different. Like I'm more real now. Mm-hmm. I'm more now. I'm more. What you see is what you get. It is mm-hmm. what it is. If you don't, if you like it, like it. If you don't, don't. But don't. you're gonna keep growing. I mean, exactly. Yeah. That's the that's the way we work. That's the evolution. But of I being get so a person. scared because I I don't want to outgrow certain people in my life. I really care about. Mm. I mean, I don't think that? you will outgrow the people. I think as long as they keep growing and. You, but it's not everybody grows with you. No, it's they like, don't. They don't. That's, that's the tough thing about being attached and being so cool with everybody. It's like not everybody is meant to go where you're going. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to take that lonely road to see clearly sometimes because if you got everybody in your way, it's hard for you to see. You only see what, what they allow you to see. Mm-hmm. That's kind of deep in itself. I know you're like, damn, that's a lot. it's a lot to think about because it, that's just the reality of it. So I've lost a lot of friends and I've regained them back. Yeah. But I've lost a, a lot of friends because of my path and what I chose to do and how I choose to live my life. I mean, when you choose a path like you did, <laughs> when you choose the, to quote, a classic, you know, Robert Frost poem, when you chose the road less followed, less taken, mm-hmm. like, you're gonna, it's not like you're deliberately losing friends or cutting them out. It's, you're doing something with a lot of resistance to it. Mm-hmm. And that resistance pulls things off of you. You know, it, if it was a physical one, you'd literally be ripping your skin off. You, it, there's a, mm. The path mm. you choose, there's no easy way to do it. Mm. There's a lot of resistance. That resistance scares people. Mm. It hurts. It's not easy to be rejected. It's not easy like when you were told yeah. when you did the voice and they're like, ah, we don't know yet. Oh, man. That probably, that probably dug deep because you're like, I'm good though. I, I, I could do this, right? And you had to go back and you had to figure it out. And I just remember like in karate, right? They want you to fracture your bones because when they grow back, they grow back what? Stronger. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to model. fail. You need to you fail. Need to, you need to. Because that's what makes you who you are. I failed a lot and, at a lot of things. Not more than me, man. I failed a lot. I, I mean, I, have I, you been fired yeah, from I've a been, job you didn't want? I've been fired from all the jobs I've ever had, except for, <laughs> except for the one I have now. It's because I always hated them, and I wanted to get out of there. I was like, "You got, I'm not going to quit, because I ain't a quitter, but you got to fire me. Same. <laughs> I swear to God. Same. Nine yeah. times out of ten, it was like being misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's like one thing I can appreciate about appreciate about myself is my intentions are always pure, mm-hmm. even when they're not. Yeah, they're always pure. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, yeah, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's why I got fired from my jobs. I couldn't at Subway. I couldn't handle my boss. He was a terrible, terrible, mean old man who, yeah. again, would take advantage of ex convicts. Or sixteen-year-olds. I mean, advantage like he'd overwork you, underpay you, and mm-hmm. no middle ground. It was a mean guy, and I deliberately mm-hmm. wanted to get fired from there. So I like just stopped going, and then mm-hmm. they fired me. Mm-hmm. Blockbuster. They wanted me. I was a big film person. Still am. I loved that job because I got to rent five free movies a week. This is back in '08 before mm-hmm. Netflix and everything, mm-hmm. or before it was now. Yeah. And they fired me because I wasn't selling enough gold remor- rewards memberships, mm-hmm. and I was That's like, stupid. "Dude, this is a rental store. I'm just trying to." Suggest cool movies for people to watch and but like check them out and take the so plastic great? off. That's it. You want to know what's so great about that? I feel like had you stayed, you'd have got you'd have gotten comfortable mm-hmm. um, where you were. You it wouldn't have birthed DZ Fest. Yeah, it wouldn't. Or even if you had DZ DZ Fest in the works, it probably wouldn't be as far as it is now. Yeah, had you stayed in those positions, and that's what I had to learn. Yeah, that's why I left UPS. Yeah. You know, I got fired from there after seven years because... A company's only going to pay you for a, a third of what you're worth. Maybe yeah, I just not. couldn't do it. You know, I'd sit there in those trucks, throw mm-hmm. boxes, and I the best part about that truck was, mm-hmm. or that job, was the people I met and got to talk to. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, if I'm going to be in here for hours, mm-hmm. just throwing boxes in the heat and the cold, mm-hmm. I might as well learn something from people. So I'd sit there mm-hmm. just talking to the kids and the other people and the guys that been there, the lifers yeah. that are there for 30 years, just mm-hmm. everybody. What job are you in now? So now I teach at, at UP, or I'm sorry, yes. Now I teach full time <laughs> at Illinois State University, and then DZ Records, recording bands, filming so what do you bands. Teach? I teach in the creative te- technologies uh, department, and I teach. What do you? Yeah, I teach um, sound design, mixing and mastering, uh, project. Dude, you got a dream job. I love it. I love it because I get to, to do what I do there. I get to actually do it here, mm-hmm. and I get to teach what I do here, there. It's, and that's how it's, I feel about vocal it's coaching. It's yeah. Like, it's not a job. I think it's, it's like a dream job. Yeah, I enjoy both. I enjoy teaching there, yeah. and I enjoy doing this, and vice how, versa. Tell me about school and, like, how, what was that process? So my, my... Straight out of high school? My trajectory to where I am, it doesn't make sense to me. It was... I wasn't the best high school student. High school didn't make sense to me at all. Uh, I wanted to just... I'd rather have sat there and just talked to the teachers and pick their brains mm-hmm. than to take in the information. I feel like it wasn't the right information I needed. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was just stuck in between classes and nothing really worked or made sense to me. The mm-hmm. things I wanted to do, like music and building stuff. Like I took Woodshop for four years, but I wanted to like build more. And it wasn't available. I wanted to take these crazy music classes and photography. They weren't mm-hmm. available. So like I just didn't. I was like, well, I don't, I don't need gym class. I want to like go run outside and climb trees and stuff. I don't, the gym class isn't doing that for me. <laughs> like, none of this stuff's doing it for me, you know? Yeah. So I was just a mediocre student. Mm. And then I wanted to be a carpenter because I was very much into building stuff. And, and You were. You said Legos, right? Yeah, connects mm. Legos. And I still love building stuff. Mm. Um, that's why I like DZ Fest, building all the stages and everything. I like yes. doing all that stuff. I like working with my hands. And uh, so I was going to be a carpenter, but this is in 08 when the housing crash happened. Mm. And I applied at a union, and they literally told me to my face, like, oh, it's a seven-year wait. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God. So I was like, all right. My mom and dad are like, well, just go to the community college. Maybe you'll figure some stuff out in the meantime. So I went to Moraine, but I was really, the community college, I was really not enjoying it. I was pretty depressed mm-hmm. and not in the right space. And I almost flunked out of community college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I got a letter in the mail putting me on academic probation. Wow. Yeah. And this is community college, almost flunking out. I was just wow. not in the right. I didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do my own thing. I mm-hmm. wanted to be Ben and just do what I want. I wanted to play music. I wanted to record. I wanted to do that because I was always doing that stuff on the side, but I was taught you can't make money doing that. That's not how you get through in life, you know? Yeah, I'm sure you heard a lot of that as well. Yeah, That's all I heard. Nothing against the adults, but, like, they grew up not able to do that. So they were like, well, why could you do it? We couldn't do it. No yeah, one else exactly. could do it. We knew. We knew. Exactly. So, uh, but I, I saw in their eyes the disappointment of, like, about to being kicked out of community college. Mm-hmm. So I buckled down and did really well the next two years. So it took me three years to get mm-hmm. an associate instead of two. Because that first year was almost a wash. I nearly failed out of everything. So I retook everything, and I started getting A's and, like, B-pluses, and I raised my GPA up to, like, a 3.5, and it was, Great. like, a 1.9. Great. You know, it was I, – so I retook all the classes. I failed. Yeah. I did everything right. Yeah. Graduated. And then I was like, I don't want to do – I, I want to record music and be in bands and stuff, but that still was not a possibility. I was 21 at the time. Mm-hmm. So I went to Chicago so you State. So associates at 21? Yeah, 21. Wow. So I went to Chicago State University – and I wanted to be a woodshop teacher because I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I could put education and like that nice job mm-hmm. mixed with building stuff still. Mm-hmm. I hated that program. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to just go to school to be an audio engineer and a musician and make music and, and, and be in a band and produce stuff. So I left that school. I dropped out of there. And so now I'm 22 and I go to, I applied to Columbia. I didn't tell my parents, Columbia College, Chicago, to go to the audio design production a program in the School of the Audio Arts and Acoustics. And I got in. And I was super excited about that. And um, I went there, but then all the cl- I signed up too late. All the classes were filled up. <coughs> so I had to wait a whole nother semester and go back in the fall. So now I'm 22 transferring to a school mm. where everyone else is 20, 19. Mm-hmm. I was older. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt strange about mm-hmm. that. You but like I, me. <laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't care. I owned it. And uh, luckily mm-hmm. for me, I already owned a ton of equipment because while I was doing all this, I was buying gear because I worked at UPS and I lived here. Mm-hmm. So I bought all that stuff up, kept buying recording equipment, microphones, all this stuff, which was to my advantage being at a school where I learned how to record and use that gear. I was very obsessed with learning it on the outside with hands-on experience, buying the books, doing the work, and then going to school for it. So I tried to put both together mm. and being in a band and playing music myself. So I had that middle piece that was strong, being a musician, having the experience home and doing it myself very DIY, and then the education part. So I kind of crossed all the boxes, you know. Mm-hmm. And then once I finished there, I was like, man, I don't know. I was trying to find a job, but I was building up DZ Records. This is 2014. So it was at the beginning stages, but I was still mm-hmm. doing all the videos and DZ Fest and the shows and recording bands and just kept doing that and doing that. And then uh, the next year, I was like, you know what? I want to go to graduate school because I want to teach this to people. I want mm-hmm. to show people what I was, what I did mm-hmm. and where I came from and, and try to present that to them as well and help them. Mm-hmm. And I applied to graduate school at the Art Institute of Chicago for the Master's of Fine Arts program in uh, studio art, sound design specifically. Definitely. And I didn't get it. And I felt defeated again. Mm-hmm. So I, a whole nother year later, I rewrote my essay, submitted a completely different piece of work, got in, did that in two years, graduated with my master's of fine, art, fine arts in sound design. In two years? In two years, yeah. And then uh, as soon as I graduated, I got a job at ISU because I, I, a friend of mine was leaving there and I knew him and I used to go guest speak there. Mm-hmm. And what made me quit my job at UPS was mm-hmm. my first time guest speaking there in the music industry class mm. that I'm going to be teaching next fall, which blows my mind. Mm. Um, 
I'm sitting there guest speaking about DZ Records, and I was just sitting there talking to these kids, and I saw it in their eyes. They were just like, oh, this is cool. And I talked about DZ Fest. This is in 2015, mm. before I even went to graduate school. Mm. And I was like, I got to quit UPS. So what, what I did is I just stopped going, and they fired me. Mm. And I sold some guitars and speakers, and I just started going with DZ Records full-time, recording bands, reaching mm. out to everyone, just emailing, just every day, just sat in my basement, mm. just kept doing it, went as hard as I could at it, and... Mm. That coupled with finishing graduate school, they hired me at ISU, mm. and now I'm going to be teaching the classes I was guest speaking in, Lucky wishing man. I could be at. It was it's crazy. That's so crazy, I man. almost barely got through high school, yeah. almost failed out of community college, mm. went to another school, Chicago State University, dropped mm. out of there, had to wait a whole another semester for Columbia, tried getting to graduate school after Columbia, didn't get in, had to wait another year, like ten years of just trial, mm. and 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 failing literally mm-hmm. failing mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. and i just kept doing it and doing it so like my college experience and trajectory was very unorthodox abnormal and just topsy-turvy just so, all over so the place what do you feel like your biggest challenge in life was myself myself with mm-hmm. uh just having a hard time with dys- dyslexia and and reading what? going yeah going through college That's it's a crazy. lot of reading especially when you get to graduate school it's a lot of work and research and yeah that was hard it was very hard but you know, like that was probably the hardest thing i suffer from that too mm-hmm. except my uh like um letters i think i have a mild case because letters would switch like d's would be p's mm. e's would be a's mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah like m's would be w's and I would have to, I have, it takes me to read something three times in order to get it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Or or writing too, like when you're typing stuff out, yeah. you'll look up at the screen, everything's switched around, backwards. That's me. Oh, yeah. I, just, I was never diagnosed because it never interfered, but I knew I had like a mild case. I was I was diagnosed, but my school didn't have enough funding. Like there's kids who are worse than me. Damn. And just like what would happen in the schools you came up with, if you were yeah. diagnosed, they might not have had the funding to get you to tutors. Nope. And that's the problem with a lot of the education system where the funding comes from is they'll try to help as many kids as they can, but there's like there's more than that who need the help. Yeah. You need to be able to help everyone. They're, not everyone starts off in the same place in life. Mm. Some kids start off an orphan with mm. no family. Your dad starts mm-hmm. off working these fields in the South, mm. picking cotton, Man. Like with nothing, one pair of shoes, just nothing. Mm-hmm. And then some people grow up with, you know, a trust fund kid with millions of dollars in the bank yeah. and their parents are CEOs of company. I know some of those. <laughs> yeah, and they go to private schools and they go to Ivy League schools after that and then they have mm-hmm. all this money. It's generational wealth. Yeah, There's a spectrum of what we start with. Yeah, And some kids just start off with a brain issue where they switch letters around their head. Mm-hmm. Nothing they did. It could be genetics. Mm-hmm. But they have it and mm-hmm. they might not get the help because of this the, where they grew up. I grew up mm-hmm. in the 90s. There mm-hmm. wasn't as much money in certain in the education system mm-hmm. in this area back then. Mm-hmm. I think there is now, but back then there wasn't. Mm-hmm. And some other kids needed help more than me. And mm-hmm. uh, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. I just It's something I have to work at for mm-hmm. the rest of my life. I have to think about typing, spelling. I have to look at it a million times, and I still mess up. And it's just like, oh, yeah. sucks. It, yeah, but, like, there's worse things. I'm, yeah. gr- I'm grateful that I'm still here doing man, this, you know, you having man, this conversation. If you ask me, you winning, man. Oh, thanks. You, um, you've overcome hurdles in life. You, you could have used a crutch, you know, but you didn't, you know. And maybe you did use a crutch for a small amount of time, but still, you you um, got to a place where you never thought you would be. Mm. 
teaching classes that you wish that you were even a part of. Mm-hmm. That's that's dope. Man. Yeah, that's and big. the biggest thing that hits me is when I meet musicians like yourself. Yeah, I could see that in them. When yeah. I teach kids who I could see, like they really want to be here, like they yeah. love what they're doing here. Yeah, I'm just like that. When bands come in here and they're just like, "This is great. I love playing music. I'm so mm-hmm. happy to have an audience to play to DZ Fest." Mm-hmm. Bands having an audience that isn't three people at a local bar and no one's paying attention to them, but they get to play in front of hundreds or thousands of people. The neighbors, like, that's what I like to do. That's what I like yeah. to see happen. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, <clears throat> I like DZ Fest because. It just brings me back to a time where life was all right. You know, like back mm-hmm. in the day when you can speak to your neighbor, leave your doors unlocked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel like the world is so demented now. Like, everything is... Um, mm-hmm. It can be. Yeah, I don't know. You know? So it just it, just, it warms me up to be like, man, everybody can just come together like, like the 80s, you know? <laughs> like hippies. <laughs> People always call it Woodstock. And I'm like, hey, man. I'm definitely not on any drugs while I'm making while I'm doing DZ Fest. Yeah. It's um yeah, it's fun. I, I hope to keep doing it and bring it back after well, I mean, I don't I'm no I don't ever want to stop doing it in whatever facet, but I wanna try to do it to like raise awareness and, and money for people who who need it more, you know? Because, yeah. like I got a job. I have money. I don't need the money from that. Exactly. Event. I don't. Exactly. I want to do it to help others who need it more than I do. But I feel like the money's gonna find you because of your stance and how you're approaching it and your reasoning. I just feel like that's just good karma, man. You're creating it, good karma. It's gonna happen, man. I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm glad. I'm glad to have you, man. <laughs> I'm glad to meet people like you. Yeah. When when I when again when Joe first brought you here and I think yeah. you were like 19 at the time and he's yeah. just like yeah he's 19 I'm like what yeah, and man. you're up there just singing in the basement you're like yeah. my, my throat hurts I'm sick but then you're yeah. delting it and I'm just like, Cause like my voice is so weird bro it's like I'm going through puberty backwards and <laughs> forwards I, I don't fucking know it was like my my, my if I talk too t- talk too much my voice goes goes hoarse mm. but, but it's like I have a strong I don't know. I can't. I don't understand my voice. Like, do you, do you go? Do you do any of your voice. own training? Do I like like? Do you do any? Train myself? Yeah, vocal practicing and stuff. No, <laughs> nothing. I should. I was just telling myself that today. Like you know, you should. Um, you should do your own warm ups. You should. You know, but I have an ability where I'm. I can listen to a student, and I can tell them exactly what they're doing. Ninety nine percent of the time is breathing. Their issue is breathing, mm. um, and they're not breathing enough through their nose or they're breathing too much from their nose so like inhale and exhale for me really quick through my mouth or nose just and just simple it's simple just inhale and exhale so so give me are you ready so Mm -hmm. give me a one two three then do it okay one two three you're breathing wrong already really yeah when you when you inhale and exhale you should breathe from your diaphragm (laughs) which is located underneath your your rib cage your chest shouldn't, your shoulders shouldn't move. They should be relaxed and still. Oh, teach your concent- How do I do that? Your concentration, I'm showing you, your, concentra- your concentration is from your diaphragm. So as you, watch me, inhale and exhale. Let me try that. Look at my, look at my chest and look at yours. Your chest is still moving. Man, I can't. It's gonna take some practice. I'm it trying does. to do that. I'm just it's like very hard because it's a mental. Yeah, thing. you've it's been a, my habit. my whole life. Yeah. My reptilian brain is just doing it this way. You exactly. know, 
You got to reverse that. That's hard. So your diaphragm fills up with air like a balloon, and it releases it. So when you were going in, your stomach was going out? That's exactly. what it looks like. Whoa. My diaphragm was Dude, going Do that out. again. I can't. I don't, that's like blowing my mind right now. So Give me some time. No, it's like it's hard. Even I can't really do a sitting down, but like it's hard. Like having your, it's, it's like a diaphragm exercise I give my students. Man, because you have breath, to teach me off mic another time. Yeah, because <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. That so that that helps a lot with getting the amount of oxygen you need to project and keep that steady pitch, no, and stability. Or just like like you said, steady pitch. It gives you the, the healthy air pressure. Mm. That that. Blows through your vocal folds. Yeah. To create a nice, clean, and crisp sound like a trumpet. That's why you have to um, drop your jaw when you're singing like a trumpet. Because <clears throat> for all the times that you ring my parade, and all the clubs you get in using my name. It's, you know, it's different. Can you keep singing? So, <laughs> I just want to hear This guy, man. So, How is this? Give me, give me a couple lines of what you're working on right now. Um, what am I working on right now? Um, uh, it's a lot of songs I'm working on right Just now. Anything? Uh, it's a it's a it's a song called I got called. It's a song I'm working on called Save You. I'll save you. Um, it's like um, I haven't heard this song in a minute. Um, I just wrote it like months ago, like to a month ago. I see. Joy emotions. I forgot it. <laughs> a different song then. Pick one you do now. Pick, uh, <laughs> what's an appropriate one I can sing? Dude, anything you want. Nah, I gotta get an appropriate one. Um, what is this song called? Um, <laughs> you tell oh me. You God. wrote it. <laughs> um, what is it called? So, um, uh, so it's like, uh, stop. Wait a minute. Tell me why it's raining on your heart. Girl, I'm listening. I can tell he's fucking with your head. Am I right? I can love you better, better. I pick up broken pieces missing from your broken heart. It ain't like you need him. He won nothing from the start. I know you need my loving, babe, cause he been tripping over you. He ain't right for you. It's like it's like a skating song. <laughs> you can do better. You can do better. You can do better. Yeah, girl, you knew better. Yeah, yeah. It's like a song for like girls saying like, you know, you can do better by messing up, like from messing with a, like a, a bad guy, like. Yeah. You knew that. Like, yeah, yeah. You knew what it was. Yeah. Like that was beautiful. You can choose better. You know what I mean? So like from the perspective of uh you were once that guy that you said that I was. Yeah. So you can relate to that. Oh yeah, man. I was I was a playboy. You were a playboy? See, I've <laughs> never playboy, I've never man. had that type of I was a, ability. I was a playboy. <laughs> I had I had my party and I would have like three of my girlfriends there at the same time. <laughs> so it was like I would be, Wait, I'll you be, had three girls up yeah. at, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Technically how, how, four. I had just picked up a fourth girl that night and got her how, number in front of all of my girlfriends. Did they want to kill you? Yeah, they did. How, how old <laughs> so were you? I, were you just... I, so I escaped the, my own house party and left with the fourth girl. Oh, my. <laughs> and all the three girls are still there with each other. Is this in high school? Know. No, this was, I was like a, a year out of high school. Man, you weren't kidding. That is a that is a player move. Yeah. That is 
<laughs> that is so that's far the opposite of me at 19. It's like, you're 19 years old and you're doing that. Like, I yeah. was in my basement just, like, making sad popular. music just in the, oh, by myself. Don't tell me L- no, I'm serious. Like, literally by myself, just, like, making music about girls. <laughs> oh, and you're man. sitting there with four different... Damn. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's I had, I used to have the same parties. Like, my house is really big, so... I had black, white, Hispanic, everybody. Like mm-hmm. my house, my parties would get so crazy. I would have to kick people out for snorting, snorting coke off my pool table. Oh man! I was like, I don't do, I don't do drugs. Like I don't do guns and drugs. You can't have in my house. No, that's how things get. And they go had south. It my, they had guns and drugs in my house. I kicked everybody out, and it was like a big brawl. And the police was like, man, you can't throw any more parties because they get too crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I was I was a playboy. Playboy. <laughs> so you write a lot of songs coming from that experience back when you were. <clears throat> Playboy mix yeah. like you that you have that perspective you have that insight that's a good thing because I've been hurt before too. So well, I mean, obviously, I, yeah, I you got that. Sides, I mean, everyone's been hurt. Everybody's been so hurt. you you've been hurting people, yeah. and you've been hurt. Yeah, and that's but you've changed. You don't you don't you don't live nah. like that anymore. Nah, man, it's just and, too, and you're it's too difficult. It's too difficult. Too much yeah. to juggle. Is yeah, I'm too busy. Too busy. Like, I I will get caught up because I just I'm too busy. Clouds the mind. Yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just too busy. <laughs> I'm like, too busy. I don't, I barely man, have, man, man, not call my mom. I'm just too busy. I'm just too busy, man. Yeah. It's, it's just too much to keep up with. Yeah. So nah, I'm not playboy no more. But like, you're a testament of how much people can change. Like, like you said, yeah. you're you're getting into trouble as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 violence, the you almost died. Some important gun at you. Yeah. Being a playboy, break pulling these strings, breaking some girls' hearts. Yeah. People change. Yeah. You learn a lot. It made you well the wise man you are now. I'm, I'm like well rounded, and I still yeah. have a lot of more growth to do because I want to learn more. I just I don't want to be in a in a, an environment where I can't hold a conversation. So it's like uh, little by little, I'm I'm reading more. I'm starting with real estate from real estate. I'm mm-hmm. going on to um, history and how everything began. You know, reading about Greek gods and everything like that because I'm not into that stuff because it's like I don't know that these things are true. I'm just I'm just listening to what I'm being told, but how do I know? Mm-hmm. Even with the Bible, it's like, I believe in, I believe there is a God. Now, everybody believes that. I do believe there is a higher power. Mm-hmm. Do I believe everything in the Bible? Maybe not. Because mm-hmm. it says that this book's missing. There's a lot of things missing. It's like, so I, I like, I want to do my own research mm-hmm. and, and try to connect the dots mm-hmm. on my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's it's, awesome, man. It's just a lot of research I got I have, a, I have a couple of books I can lend you if you're interested. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Don't tempt me with a good time. I'm, I'm serious. Tonight. Tonight. When you, you, when you head book? out, I'll lend you some books. Yeah, Take your you. time with them. I will. Yeah. I won't lose them. No. Yeah, I trust you. Yeah. No, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different important things, historical books, different religious texts. There's a yeah. lot of, you, you might not believe it, but okay. you should take it. And consume it so you can understand what people were thinking at different areas of time, exactly. where they got their insight from, yeah. their beliefs, yeah. their disbeliefs, yeah. their laws, their rules, their habits. I mean, it's important to understand that. Because have thought about, like, how do you know how much to put into a human being if they didn't die from this amount? Like, a lot of human beings died from a, a lot of a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. with the Freudian, Freudian Freud. Freudian Freud, Freud. How do you say his name? Like, Sigmund Freud? Like the, the the psychologist? Yeah, his name is Freud. Is, is he Fre- has, Freudian? So that's he has like a book a, named Freudian Freud. Oh, I don't know about it. I don't know about that. But yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people call things Freudian when they're talking about like a Freudian slip when you like yeah. accidentally say something that you w- weren't trying to say, but 
because yeah. it's on your mind in your subconscious, it came out anyway. Freudian mm. slip. Yeah. Yeah. So like when Freudian things Freudian. are said, it's yeah. talking about they're referring to Sigmund Freud, the the yeah. classic famous, you know, psychologist. So, yeah. Yeah. And like how he was like he was he was he was bisexual. He was like crazy. He had a lot of things. He was saying he some stuff that's kind of like, okay, not everything is about your mom and not everything's about oral and anal. And yeah. Some things saying, are, like, but not everything. You're crazy because <laughs> you don't have a lot of sex and you want to have sex with I think your he mom. was also doing a lot of cocaine yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I was, I was just that about to say doesn't help. That. He removed pe- uh, the, the middle piece of people's nose, right? Or some shit like that. I don't know. I don't he know did, enough. He did all kind of shit with the nose, saying that all the mental problems were from the nose. Then he changed it. Know, was, that's the problem crazy. with just listening to one person is yeah. they have their one perspective that they have acquired through life. Mm-hmm. So it's good to hear out somebody, but you yeah. got to listen to a lot of and different my, things. My uncle, he's like really, really smart. You know, he was so smart. He taught his high school classes. And so he discouraged me from reading, man. He was like, why would you read something? You could just, he was like, you wasted all your time reading that book. And you could have just asked me about that guy and I could have told you everything. But that's like his interpretation of it. Yeah, I was so pissed off. Like, man, why'd you have to ruin it for me? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't even. It's good to listen to people, but it's also good no to more. read and listen so to I other stopped. people, you know? Yeah, so I had stopped reading for a long time. And this was, this happened like May 2019. I haven't been really reading, but I picked up in real estate. You know, I started off in real estate just by reading uh-huh. about real estate. Then I was more interested into it. My mom's in real estate, she owns houses. Okay. So I'm like, man, I'm going to take this shit and run with it because I need some. Some income to come in as I sleep because I want to focus on my career. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you can you can do that while pressure. you're working on your art, exactly. and then when I know that stuff starts taking off more, yeah. then you got that on your belt. Mm-hmm. You got that license. You got that associates, whatever it is you're working for. You got that on your belt, mm-hmm. and you can always go back to it, mm-hmm. or you can just use it to supplement the income while you're working on your art, or you can just use it, grow from it, and focus yeah. on your music and take off from there. I mean, yeah. it that's. One of the most important things someone can have is yeah. many different backup plans while you're, especially at your age. Like at your age, my backup plans were like UPS, college, and music slash DZ Records or, or, or music and DZ Records. So like one of those four things I got to do, you know? And as I got older, I was like, okay, UPS, I'm going to say goodbye to you, you know? And then I finished college. I was like, all right, I did that too. Now I'm going to focus on music and, and, and DZ Records. And that led me back into college and... They work together, but I, I always had one of those four things I had to do. UPS was like the final backup plan, like because you can always have a career there, you know. Mm-hmm. I just I didn't want to have one, but it was good knowing like if these things don't work, these crazy gambles that I'm taking with DZ Fest and DZ Records, they don't work. I got something, so mm-hmm. it's smart to have that. It might not be the job you want to do, but it's it's something mm-hmm. because you could just fall and nothing can happen. You know, you never know. Yeah, man. But, I don't think you're gonna, man, to be I, honest. I feel but that. I I'm feel just, that. those things can happen. That's why I never try to let myself get uh, comfortable. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. too, is it uh, what's the word to complacent? Is that no, no, no? Uh, what's complacent again? Complacent's like being comfortable. It's there just you go. just a fancier way of saying it. You know, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, complacency is the death of creativity. You there know, you go. gotta keep. I don't want to be like that. I, I want to keep myself um, learning. Working uh, right now, I want to I want to get better. Me and Joe, we're gonna start working on me reading more sheet music. Mm. Cause I, I I know it on a basic level, but I want to get more intermediate with it. Man, you know, one of these days when people can hang out more, yeah. I feel like you you Joe and I we need to go like go yeah, to dinner and just talk. I think we'd have a fun. <laughs> Joe, man, that guy. His, I love talking. His to Joe. mind, oh my god, like <laughs> Joe's mind is like ridiculous. He keeps me going. I love talking to that man. It's like. 
Fascinating. Know, he knows everything. He's done everything. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like Joe because like he can relate to anybody. Oh yeah. On any level. He's a man of this world. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that guy, man. I wouldn't either. That's that's yeah. why I wanted to be the first guest on the podcast because yeah. he because I was into his band when I was in high school. He inspired yeah. me to like get into like the DIY music scene and like be humble and like it's all about the craft and the art and not yeah. about the numbers and the money, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. Those things can come with it, but if you love what you do, those things are way better. Like imagine those like that song you just sang, yeah, and all the songs you're working on and that and yeah. that that film um, you want to make or the the TV um, series you want to make, yeah. You put your heart and soul in that, and it's genuine and it's authentic, and people want to pay you to do it. That money is yeah. going to mean so much more to you. Yeah. Like, I'll just give you a random number. Say it's like a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Like, if you had a job where you're just doing something you don't really care for, but you get a hundred grand, you're like, you won't really care for it. That money is going to represent something different to you. But right. if you did something you love and someone gave you a hundred thousand dollars, you're going to yeah. feel like you won the lottery. Hell yeah. You're going to feel like you're a yeah. king. You're going to feel like you died and went to heaven. That's how I feel with my vocal money, man. My exactly. Little, my little check is like. A million bucks. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I save I save all my checks. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I look at them like, wow. You you got paid doing something you love and something <coughs> you're good at and something yeah. other people gain something from, like a kid or an adult, whoever's taking yeah. you your lessons. And, and Joe saw that in me, you know, because like I think I'm a very great vocal coach not having professional training. Mm. It's like I learned from the vocal coaches at The Voice. I've learned from vocal coaches online, and mm. I also understand singing because I, I do it firsthand. Mm-hmm. So I know, you know, and I've seen my, I've seen um, the outcome of my of my process. And I'm gonna take of, vocal lessons from you. A lot of please, because a lot of people tell me like, man, your vocals have helped me a lot. Because a lot of people have taken classical, and it said it diminished their vocal ability, but when they took my classes, it helped regain their tone and. You know, it made it opened them up. So to hear that is like, what me? Yeah. Man, it's it's amazing. It just it just shows me what I can really do. So that's my plan too. I also want to have like my own vocal school, if I'm making sense. Mm. Like I'm trying to build, like I'm trying to be like a, a personality for vocal coaching as well. Yeah. Like you know, what I'm trying to say, like, yeah. You know how a lot of people have like. Um, guitar series and things like that piano teachers i want to be like a voice teacher but i want to do more things where i show like personality and and get better at like marketing with instagram and stuff why don't like you that. start your own youtube series i was that's what i was planning to do but um i'm gonna buy the equipment for it and i'm gonna do it i'll tell you i'll show you, know you what, what to get yeah i was thinking like sony what do you like what do you think about a sony camera is that too cheap you're looking at one get out of here that's a sony 4k camera right there you see what i mean start yeah. off with something like that yeah yeah, and these mics, these are industry standard podcast and and radio mics, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll help you out. Yeah, man, appreciate it because I want to like come up with gimmicks. Like, I don't want to do it, my vocal lessons the same way in like some boring all white room. Like, I want to do it in a Lambo. You know what I mean? I want to do vocal lessons in a Lambo. You got a Lambo? Fuck, no, I was gonna rent one. But I, I was gonna get a Lambo. But people's gonna piss like clickbait. How much do Lambos cost to rent? Nice. It's, it's not that much. You've experienced like, with like three hundred dollars. I've rented one for my video. It's like three hundred dollars an hour or some shit like that. Holy crap! That sounds like a lot to me. No, three hundred bucks an hour. Yeah, it's not shit. I'll just get my Honda Civic and call it. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. But you know, I'm not gonna be like once I make my first million, 
it's going to be all investments. Like, I'm not going to be that kind of guy that has, like, a shit ton of jewelry. And but, like but can you take me out to dinner, though? And, uh, take me uh, out to dinner when you make your first meal? How about, how about you come to my mansion, and I'll get a chef yeah. to cook you whatever you want. I'll... I'll make them catch it in front of you and cook the motherfucker. <laughs> I like it. I, <laughs> I can't wait for the invitation. I'm just joking, man. We'll, we'll have some KFC. In <laughs> no, no, we're going to make some homemade chicken. Deep fried it in buttermilk. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go, That's man. what's up. Oh, that sounds... Wait, wait, what? Yeah, you, you get your chicken. Yeah? You get, you get your buttermilk. You okay. got to buy that fresh, free-range, good chicken. I like the dark meat, though. Who taught you that? Keisha? You had a black girlfriend named Keisha, didn't you? No, my mom. Wow. My mom was an excellent cook, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, she taught me a lot. I was always curious, asking her questions on how to bake. I'm gonna try cook. that. Yeah, buttermilk. But you do buttermilk. You ever heard of cream soda? Not cream soda. It's called club soda, and, ch- and chicken. I've never heard of that. Club soda club and soda chicken. Club soda and chicken. Do you That's put the chicken in the club soda? I think you you mix club soda club soda. You you mix your seasonings together in one bowl. Mm-hmm. You pour the club soda on top. Okay. And then you mix it all up in the and you make it and you make batter. I wonder if the the carbonation in the club soda. Add to a lot of oxygen and kind of gives it more air and fluffiness. Probably. That's probably what's going on. That's probably what's going on. You're a smart man. Let's do it. I love I love cooking. Yeah. I don't cook a lot of like uh deep fried or greasy stuff just for health reasons, but yeah. here and there totally. I've changed well. my eating style a lot, man. I've been I've been trying to eat just salad and chicken. I, yes, eat I have that like day. four or five times a day. Salad. Yeah. Or four times four or five times That's a week good. is chicken yeah. and salad. Yeah. yeah. I really love steak too. Yeah. Steak's great. I try to do that like once every other week. Just have yeah. a steak, you know. I'm a terrible cook, though. <laughs> well, terrible. When things get back to normal, I'll start teaching you how to cook some stuff. Man, let's do it, man. It's, it's a lot we got to do. You teach bro. me to sing, I'll teach you how to cook. There you go. <laughs> it works out. The bargain system. Boom. The, exactly. It works out. <laughs> the barter system. Yeah. It works out, dude. Man. Yeah. I wish people got started doing that more. Like, that's how a lot of my friends and I operate. Like, yeah. We don't we don't talk about money. We all just help each other. Yeah, just everyone helps each other. I mean, like, I, would, I would rather that. I would rather I just because like I had an uh, engineer who wants to um get a get a job um at Disney at engineering. So I'm like she she asked me like you know, how much you gonna charge me to write and, for, and and sing the music. I was like nothing because uh, your win is my win. Yeah, you know, if you get me in that door, I know, I know you're gonna connect me with the right people, mm-hmm. and I just feel like in any healthy relationship there needs to be trust. Trust. Mm-hmm. That's what me and my manager had to break down. You know, trust. You know, paperwork can be paperwork, but without that trust, it's meaningless. You know, ninety uh, percent of, well, not ninety percent. Most, let's just say, most of big managers in the industry don't have manage, don't sign contracts with the artists. Mm. Everything is off trust. Really? Not me. How did you meet your manager? Oh, man. Uh, I did a song called, you remember that song, Touching on Your Body Got You, Wee, 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 Can I'm You Can You Hardly Speak, you never heard that song? No, who's that by? Oh, oh, Tell Me More, yeah, that's my first, that's my first song I did. That's your song? Yeah. I don't remember that song. It's that's your first song you ever did. Oh, see, as far I, as like a major production. I don't think video, I heard your your music from that, from that time. I think yeah, that's why. probably not, but okay. yeah, it's like my, my, my first song after The Voice. Oh, okay. And it was a really... Big song with a really small budget, and it didn't work out. It should it was it should have had a bigger budget, and it would have went further. Okay, especially overseas and in in the, the maybe to my ears, maybe that's pops. why I didn't hear it. Not big yeah. enough budget. <laughs> no, yeah, seriously. No, yeah, I, yeah. So it's like an underrated hit. Okay, I'm gonna anyway. check it out. Is it on Spotify? Uh, yes, yeah, everywhere. YouTube, everywhere? Spotify. Just type in RJ Collins. Tell me more. Okay, but I met. I, I, I did a, a feature with an artist named Geronimo, 
and um, uh, my manager came into one of the sessions and sat in. And he didn't say anything. Like he just watched, you know, from afar. There it is. You know what I mean? So. Oh shoot! Yeah, that's it. Cool. I'm gonna it. save it. Heart. Adds my life. Cool. That's right. So he just kind of sat from afar and kind of figured me out as a person. Then he approached me. You know. Uh, he wanted me to come in a writing session with him. He's like, man, you're a dope-ass writer, and I want you to come help me write this song. And I came in all cocky. You know, so I thought he was crazy. I thought he was like, I come in, there's guns on the table. And I'm like, what the hell is this? You got guns on the table. He had right? a gun on the table? Gun, it wasn't his gun. Okay. The guy he was with had guns on the table. Uh, he was a licensed, uh, he was a concealed carry. Oh, okay. But I didn't know this. I'm okay. like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I don't do this, girl. Yeah. It's like, I left that life alone. <laughs> like, yeah. Nah, I was like, oh, hell nah. But um, he had guns on the table and he had Starburst <laughs> all over the table. <laughs> so it was, and he was, they were playing like Starburst and guns. They were playing pop, pop music. And I, I just couldn't understand. I'm like, what? What made you choose this? Like, yeah. it was a weird combination. He had a bandana around his neck, bandana around his head. I was like, what the hell is this? He's black guy, big black guy. So I'm like, what the? F-? It didn't line up. So we were going through songs and. We didn't really, we didn't really vibe because I was like arrogant, like no, we gonna do it this way, and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so our first meeting wasn't really, we didn't hit it off. I kind of left, and I was like, this is crazy. Um, so I left, and then like a year later, like a year later, I needed help writing a song. I had produced a beat for, it was like this is African song, so I got kind of hunted him down. He like he like ghosted me too, but I hunted him down. I know why he ghosted me because I, I was cocky, so I humbled myself and I and we met and it was it was like yin and yang. Our writing ability merged together and went to another level. We wrote um, this song. I really love my favorite song. It's like if I'm being honest, we did it bad. Been thinking about you, been all in my head. I miss your body. Don't make me beg. If it takes too long, I can lap you instead. Oh, don't make this difficult. Don't make this difficult. Don't make this difficult. It's like a, it's like a really, it's like a really sweet love song. Like, don't make this, don't make this difficult. I just want to love you. I want to kidnap your heart. You know, so we created like dope records like that, and it was just on from there. Man. That's a crazy story. Yeah. I love that it starts with Starbucks and, or Starburst and guns on the table. Yeah, I'm like, it was so <laughs> weird. And it was like this bad chick. He had this bad chick there that night, and he didn't pay her no attention. And he leaned over to tell her something. She was like, oh, now you want to talk to me? He was like, I'm working. What the fuck you want from me? I'm working. And he was like, you know what? Get the fuck out. And I'm thinking like, she bad as shit, and you kicking her out? <laughs> fuck is it, Suge Knight? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is money and guns and drugs and... <laughs> Starburst, like man, what the? You find yourself in crazy positions, man. Like crazy but, places. But he was like total opposite. He was a he was a humble dude who was really smart. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like a really smart dude who taught me a lot how to play chess. Um, he taught me the importance of connections. Not actual chess. No. <laughs> Every time you said I'm like, wait, he taught you to play chess. I thought um, I was going to teach you to play chess. <laughs> <laughs> you are funny thinking. He taught me out. He I know. Me, he taught me a lot. Strategy. Right. So I I, I was open minded. Yeah. And, and allowed me to have so many more 
connections because I was so open-minded. But before I was like, remember I was telling you, I was close-minded. You know, I didn't, I didn't recognize different possibilities. I only saw things one way. Mm. You know? Man. Yeah. So these, it seems like just every, you, how do I say this? You're, you're a wise person and you, you always have been and it seems like you've pulled from every experience. You extrapolate, mm. extrapolated every good, bad, and the ugly just from everything. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like based yeah. on everything you've talked about for the last three three hours. Yeah, about three hours. Damn. <laughs> you've The stories you've told. Yeah. Yeah, it's... You're wise at 22. Some people, they, they take till 32... 42, 52 to figure out what you've already figured out. Yeah. That, I mean, it's a good thing. Keep yeah, keep doing so. it, you know? I hope so, man. I've been through a lot, man. <laughs> it sounds like it, man. You, I deserve a lot, man. I've been through a lot of hurt. You man. do deserve a lot. And that's okay to feel that way and say that. You know, you should have you should have confidence in yourself and, and, right. and recognize, like, you know what? Man, I put in a lot of work. Like, I, mm. it's okay. It's It's good to be humble. Mm. But it's okay to be proud of like an accomplishment. That's right. You know that's okay too. You mm. just got to know when you shouldn't should be doing that all the time. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, you should. Be, you could be proud of something. Yeah, everybody you did. gets on me because I'm not. I'm not like cocky enough. Like I'm cocky in the wrong situation, <laughs> and I'm I'm humble in the wrong situations. So now I'm learning myself and learning when and when not to be. And I'm just learning. You know, my, I'm learning that my twenties is all about learning. Like you never stop learning in your twenties. I feel like you're you're mm-hmm. a student. All, all throughout your 20s and maybe all throughout your 30s and 40s. I you don't should know. be a student throughout your whole life. Yeah, that's good. But your 20s like is a very, it's a very formative decade. Yeah. You turn, you go from being barely an adult mm-hmm. to being a full grown adult, a full, mm-hmm. a full grown person. Mm-hmm. You go through a lot, your your body changes, your your frontal cortex, your, your mm-hmm. brain starts to finally stop developing by your mid 20s. Like a lot is going on. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a completed person from this decade when you turn 30 mm-hmm. and you already got a good head on your shoulders you're starting off good oh, out the gate you, yeah you know thanks, i man. yeah I, I, I met you when you were 19 20 and yeah you yeah you were you seemed great then but i didn't know you well. i didn't have this yeah, type man. of conversation but nah. man yeah a lot of people don't know me man i like that though i like for you to just prejudge me sometimes it's like you never you never know what's coming <laughs> i didn't know what to judge every time i talked to you yeah you were such a nice person yeah like this you was great like i i learned so yeah. much about you yeah i know <laughs> I, like I think that. i think the world did i so think you get bored with me if you if you knew everything right then and that it's like well you got a lot of stuff to say you got a big story man a huge story and i love the way your brain works because it's so like it's so um so much is firing you're just like hopping around going here and there and just, there's so yeah. much information going around yeah. you know it's a lot man i can see that it's a lot i could see that it's a lot of information man dude. it's a lot man is there anything you want to uh, plug or, or promote? Nah. Nothing? Um, just be looking out for the project. and It's coming soon. Um, might have a, like a mini-series to the project as well because people have been waiting so long. Mm-hmm. I've never officially dropped the project after The Voice. Mm. You know, it just wasn't the right time or it wasn't the right situation. Mm-hmm. Um, patience is a virtue. Patience is a virtue. That's another lesson I had to learn. So frantic with everything. I didn't want to rush this, you know. But I will have stuff on streaming platforms. And my and my name is not RJ Collins on social media handles. It's RJ the Voice, um, not the Voice as in the TV show, but RJ the Voice as in like 
my voice is like the focus. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, your voice like, is you. Like, yeah. You're a singer. About it. Yeah. You are a singer. What, what, um, and I'm sick right now. I stay sick. You're sick? <laughs> yeah. No, like, I never would have known. Oh, man. Get the fuck out of here. You're, every time I see you, you're, you're, yeah, you're my, sick, RJ. You're always, I'm sick. Can't you hear me? I'm just like really stuffy, dude. I don't know. You sound, it's like, sound fine to me. It's like, um, my mom's house. My mom's house had mold. My apartment had mold, so it affects me. So I have to sleep with a humidifier. Mm-hmm. So, what happens is um, nasal drip happens at night, and then it turns into stiff, hard mucus in my nose, and it's hard for me to breathe. Mm-hmm. And then it affects my voice, makes my throat dry. It's just it's hard being a singer because you have to keep up with yourself as well. That's another part yeah. of why I don't drink, because my voice is like fragile enough as is. I'm scared if I drink, I'm gonna lose it. So yeah. That's that's smart. Smoking yeah. and drinking and just putting anything bad into mm-hmm. your system will definitely have some effects on it. You know, obviously, like you said, you know, wine, like having wine is probably fine. It's if you do it a lot, and I'd say probably the worst thing for your voice, probably smoke, like yeah. putting any type, because it's gonna affect your your throat, Everything. your lungs, yeah, your you heart. Just, you just don't want that, man. No, you don't want that. Your voice is your tool, your instrument, it's your that's, livelihood. Man, you it need is. it. And my fingers as well. <laughs> I yeah. need it, man. That's so. that's why, like, what, what, what I said earlier, when I wanted to yeah. be a carpenter, and I, when I started playing music more, yeah. I started to be way more sensitive on my hands, and now I, like, always wear gloves when I do stuff. People yeah. are always like, your hands are so soft. It's like, dude, everything I do in recording is hands. Yeah. Everything I do with music is hand. Like, hands. Hands yeah, mean hands a lot on. to me. They make me nervous. Yeah. That's right. I'm so particular. When I'm cutting. <laughs> when I'm cutting, making food, I'm like really man, careful. You better, man. I my hands never get hurt because I'm so careful. With you me. should be. I know. You and your be. voice, you're smart for yeah. for taking care of it. I'm trying, man. I'm trying, man. Hey, it's your life. Yeah. RJ the voice on all RJ social media. Voice, so, man. Instagram RJ the I'm voice. I'm just on Instagram right now. Just on Instagram. Yeah, RJ Collins is Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. I'm like an old soul, man. I'm I'm terrible at social media. That's all right. So it's like my team, they beat me a lot. Like, man, you get better at social media and do this and do that. I'm not like a attention-seeking person. I'm more of the type of person where I'll do my thing and you'll notice me. And then you'll gravitate towards that. I'm not used to. I have to adjust. I have to, that's the power of being an artist and being a powerful artist. That's why I like Drake a lot because he has the ability to reinvent himself. Mm. And I think in any situation, you should be able to reinvent yourself, keeping your same morals, keeping your same template, but just putting it at a different angle for everybody to see. You get what I mean? So mm-hmm. you, you have to get with the times. You just have to. It's inevitable. You just, just got to do it. You know. And unfortunately, that means being on social media. yeah. Promoting every day. I was really yeah. bad with it. I'm I'm terrible with it, bro. I only recently got a little a little bit better. I mm. only recently started trying to post something like every day in some way. Mm-hmm. Something I was finally started doing some hashtags. I never really did that. Mm. And I actually see what it does. I when I hashtag I see those type of profiles like start to follow you. Yeah. I'm like, man, why didn't I start? I was being stubborn, to be honest. Yeah. Like it's annoying. I agree with you. I hate that yeah. look at me like this and that. But like it's that, part, man. it's literally part, part of it because the do. way the internet works now, yeah, the way the world works, yeah. if you're not relevant and popular on the internet, apparently you just don't exist. Yeah. It's weird, yeah. but that's the way it is. Shit, it is, man. And that's the way society has shaped it, pop culture shaped it. You have yeah. to have those numbers we mentioned earlier. You yep. got to see those numbers. You got to see that blue check mark. You got to see yeah. 10,000, a million. You got the YouTube video. You, get, you have to have them. And that's why I also, too, in this stage of my life, I want to be more of a businessman. Mm. In music, and not just an artist, because um, the music industry can be very ugly um, as far as business-wise because 
you know, you are you are getting money. It's all about numbers, you know. Like, like they want to they want to know how much money can they make off of you. And that's just that's just that. You know, they're gonna offer you a low ball deal. You know what I mean? Like whatever works in their favor. That's why you have to be knowledgeable and not frantic and you know, like think of every decision um as as a business transaction. You know, like be I'm really careful who I work with and what I do and what I sign. I'm not under any contracts. I have nothing holding me back. That's awesome. Um, Pure yeah. creative control. Yeah. Always hold on to that. Right. The only thing I would have holding me back is fifty fifty percent publishing splits that I have with other writers and things like that. You know what I mean? So I would, out of good content, I would release something if they don't approve it or bring it to them. But that's as far as it goes. And that's just, that's standard. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You, you, that's, that's really nothing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but I'm not under any major contracts. You know, a lot of people have offered me that, but I'm like, no, nah, it's not the best situation. You've been, how career. many contracts you've been offered? A lot, but three, three big ones. Really? Like yeah. record labels? Mm, independent record labels, but what you don't in, in my field of music, um, from my experience, the music industry is ran by the streets. Literally, you know, you know, you have a lot of uh, gangsters who 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 try to throw money behind you, and they kind of own you. They buy you. You know what I mean? And they tell you you have to do this, you have to do that. You know, it's, it, that's 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 what it is. Like it's, that's just how it is sometimes. And it's from what I've experienced, so it's like, nah, I'm cool, man. I'll I'll make it. You know, I don't need that money. I don't need that association. No, you shouldn't take that type of money, no. Nah, I'm like, nah, I'm good. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, a lot of people have tried to steal me from my manager. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm just a fair person. Uh, I'm a loyal person. I'm, I'm very fair. Hey, he's got Starburst. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Skittles? Come on now. Right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Nah, I mean, he's a, he's a good dude. He's a smart He's a smart individual, man. He's very talented as, as a writer as well. What's his name? Uh, Live. Live. Ben T Ben T C of Live. That's his Instagram name. Nice. Yeah, man. He's a he's a he's a dude you wouldn't expect to be like how he is mentally, man. He's he taught me a lot. Learned a lot from that guy. Mm. Just about in business, entrepreneurship, ownership, things like that. You know how to treat people, how to treat people should treat you and things like that. Yeah. He's been like a big brother, you know. We've clashed as 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 you should clash with people. I want to clash with you because I, I want to know what you're going to do when we clash. How mm. are you going to handle that? Yeah. How are you going to react to that? That's going to determine if I want you around or not. That's an interesting I mindset. May, I may kick out, I may start up a, 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 a confrontation with you, Ben. Not a physical one, but <laughs> just to see uh, where scared your head's me. Just, No, no. Just to right. see where your head's at. Let's oh. test it. Test the waters. Let's <laughs> no. do this. No, I'm too tired, man. <laughs> I'm, too tired. I'm like an old man. What time is it? I'm like, I'm like I think sleep. it's. I don't know. I'm sleep at this time. It's late at ten twenty-two. Man. I'm, hey, dude. We'll end in a second. Well, let's wrap it up then. No worries. Man, we did. Like, we did like three hours and ten minutes. It's all good. I think that's. I think that's a lot of time. Man, everybody's hitting me up. Man. Oh man, you're famous. <laughs> you're RJ the voice. Oh no, man. Stop you're it. famous. Stop it, man. You got four four women looking at you right now. You're married. Don't let them <laughs> no, do it. I'm I'm married. <laughs> just kidding. I'm married, man. All right. What about you, man? What's going on in your life? I'm just life? chilling, just chilling in life, just single and just taking life by the horns. That's the best way to be, man. I would. <laughs> you're on. Re- <laughs> I would. No, I, 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 I love my wife. You, gotta, you met her before. <laughs> you met her.
<laughs> you met up before. You, you looked around and whispered. You finally got loud on the mic. I would have waited. Hey, I'm 31. I'm not worried about it. Are you young? <laughs> A 22-year-old telling me I'm young. Who are you talking to over there? What you doing over there? This is live. This is live? Oh, your manager. Yeah. Tell him I said what's up. Let me FaceTime him, man. You're going to FaceTime him on the podcast? Is that, is that loud? I don't care if you want to. Bro, I'm on a podcast, man. I've been talking about you, about how I met you. And it was guns, drugs, and skittles everywhere, man. <laughs> this is this is Ben. This is DZ Records. Ben, What's up, man? man? Uh, he, he the man. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, RJ said nothing but good things about you. <laughs> hey, 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 t- hey, tell me what breaks the ice in a room or something like that. Tell me, tell me that joke, bro. Uh, no, you know, whenever you, you, know, you go to a club, right, and you approach a lady, you got to walk in, right, real smooth, and you got to say, excuse me, excuse me, how you doing? You know, I'm all right, fine. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, if I ask you a question, that means I can take you home. Okay. All right, bet, if, if I get it right, if you get it right. So she's okay. He said, uh, do you know how much a polar bears weighs? Uh, no. Enough to break the ice. Hi, I'm live. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it live. I love it. <laughs> hey, man, so you, you down to right tonight or what, man? You tired? Oh, man, no. That's what, I was, that's what I've been doing for the last couple hours. All right, show me what you got. As soon as I end this podcast, I'm calling you, bro. Okay, man. Sound like a plan. All right, one. Well, <laughs> Later. <laughs> so that's 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 live. That, that was that was live. <laughs> right? That was hilarious. That was the first time it's ever happened. <laughs> Probably won't be the last. I know, right? No, that's my guy, right, man. RJ. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming here. Oh, Your oh, stories, man. they were real. Man. They're important. Hell yeah. They were heavy. They were heartfelt. And uh, I'm really proud of you. Thank you, bro. You take all these. these okay. no, don't give me all. You no, sure? You take them. Yeah, I got a bunch of them. Oh, Only thing's got to stay, unfortunately, the mugs, because oh, they, 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 I only got a couple. I can't take a mug? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just joking. Not, one day. One just, day. You should sell them. Just, I just got to get more made. No, I'm not going to sell anything. I just, give them away. Yeah, these, these are for the guests. This guy, man. No, no. Um, thank I'm you for being here, man. You were, you're you great. Your voice is from heaven. You're great. You're going to do great things. I'm so excited to just be there and watch you do it. My mom's like, your hallelujah is the best production I've seen you do. Oh, the video we did here. Yeah, you and Joe. Yeah. She, yeah. Liked, she liked it on like, my end. Like, that's the yeah. Best thing. No, like, it was great. She liked it. Like, it was Joe, beautiful. Joe even sounded good harmonizing. And, and, and she was like, the visual was clean. She loved it. Awesome. Yeah, man. Man. Well, thank you. I uh, I hope to see you again soon you when, when things are back to normal and we can have performances yeah. i can't wait to have you back of course don't forget to send me those bu- give me those books oh yeah when we head out i'll give you the books man i'm so yeah. excited All right, man, RJ. i'm a nerd i'm like i'm a nerd thug hey. geek <laughs> i love nerd i love musician artist historians <laughs> actor actor <laughs> activist chef. chef future chef chess right. player future chess player future we got a lot of things player. to teach each other man yeah i'm excited for the rest of our lives man hell yeah let's do it bro all right man take care yes, love you man Love, bro. You're a great man. Thank you. You Keep too. doing great things you do. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. We out, baby.